0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Super Show podcast, episode number one hundred and nine. I'm your host for this week, Jamie. Oh, I swallowed on my I swallowed my word.
1: <laughs> that was please, the third time I've please, done this intro, please, folks. Please, this is the please, third please, time I've done it. Please just keep this. Please just get. Oh, you know I have
0: to keep put, it now.
1: Put put in the other two as well, just like as like flashback sequences. It's you know perfect. What?
0: That'll be a bonus. I'm your. I'm your... Yeah, oh, literally, what? I swallowed the word as if I don't eat enough already. I'm eating my own words. And that would be a little perk then. Anyone who stays to the end of this fucking shit show gets to hear the first three takes of that intro that I fucked up already.
1: Well, Um, not if if Alex Jones is editing it.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, If Alex Jones is editing, we're lucky if we get an intro at all because, um, (laughs) boy, oh, boy, last week, what happened,
1: Jonesy? Hey, hey, hey. Actually, that's not fair. What, intro?
2: My intro last week was on point.
1: Yeah, it was on point. But uh, to to, to Jonesy's defense in, in the reason why there was no ending to the previous podcast on YouTube, like, I think in terms of people on the show who have fucked up edits more, it's definitely on me. So, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll do I'm, it. I'm was, in the running for, at as least well. It wasn't, I've
0: made some some mistakes.
2: It was actually in a a Premiere Pro mess up. It had a, it corrupted the end of the video file. So yeah, the audio version um, of the podcast on Hmm. Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the other podcasting platforms is absolutely fine. But when it comes to the video version, it just ends at like 20 minutes shy of the end of the podcast. Hard cut, which we were tempted to sort of re-upload, but um, decided against it because we were like, we were so tired by then and sort of done. You weren't missing much. Sometimes you have to say, fuck it.
0: I I think yeah. it also added to the mystique of the podcast, right? Like nobody knows what happened. Like where did that video go? Why was it struck down? You know? Yeah. Did we do something mysterious in it?
2: Plus, I, I made a video of a civet when I first started out back in the uh, what's like a, ten years ago. What's a civet? In, uh, a the, civet is like it, a it's cat a wild dog. cat. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I made this long video body for, for diagonal view the channel, um. And it was like a weird <laughs> kind of quirky sideways glance channel, and. Um, <laughs> what the- it was, uh, <laughs> okay. the, and halfway through the video, it sto- It freezes on the on the little civet's face like that, and the, the audio is just like. <laughs> and the the video got shitloads more views than we normally got on a video because people thought it was one of those like shock kind of horror videos. Oh, the, like, oh right! You show your
1: kids, and then it's like.
2: And oh yeah, and all the people like in the comments were like, "Oh, this totally got me!" <laughs> and I was it, it just it was a it was a render error. It just Happy accident. To-
1: yeah but, hey that's that's that was the beauty of the internet back in the day right where like you could do anything and it, now the only thing you're allowed to do is a react channel so
2: oh uh, and reacting to reacting now this is what i've not i've seen recently reactions yeah. to reactions
1: which well, is weird jonesy i want to do your fucking idea which oh, maybe yeah. we'll talk about it later but yeah anyway
0: it was it was an interesting idea. It dep- I'd be curious to see what kind of a take we end up naturally going with it if we ever pursued something like that. Like if it I'm, remains I'm fucking, earnest
1: or I'm five thousand percent down, and maybe we just do it for the but patrons. Do
0: you
2: think it's earnest Which or satirical? One are you, are oh, you talking satirical. about this? I'm going to type it in the thing.
0: Okay, we well, now we're getting into real kind of yes, yeah, podcast exactly, yeah,
2: yeah Well, oh, see, I think that's a great. Idea. I when I said it because jokingly, I think I, I think I said it to Jamie okay. like, oh, this would be funny, and then I thought that's actually quite a good
1: idea. Well, what, what is the well, tell us the idea then? Just, yeah, because oh, okay. You know what? Just no, hang put on. There.
0: All the best podcast topics are the ones that the audience have no idea about, right? Like we we'll just keep t- keep
2: talking about. No, I'm joking. So, um, yeah, we've derailed the intro to this anyway, so might as well go hard. Yeah, oh, so the idea, yeah. I've, we've, we're all fans, I'd say, of video reviews, right, um, for video games. And I've, I've been for a long, long time like this, where I always used to go to, like, GameSpot as soon as they were doing, like, video reviews. I used to love checking out the new games on there, um, and did a few back in the day, mm-hmm. like, video reviews, but, like, a long time ago now. And we're talking about doing them again for Super Show. And we're like, but everyone else does these. We don't get access to the games early. So what are we going to do? Then the idea for the review, review jumps into my head. So this is, we, because we're after the facts anyway, we wait till all the reviews come out when the embargo drops for a game. And then we play the game. But when we review the reviews that are out there from the big... Um, the big publications, and we sort of go into the you know, what if we think they're talking bollocks, if they're just making it up, if they're focusing too much on one thing over something else. Yeah, I thought that'd be quite an interesting uh, sort of way to look at that whole
1: I love that it. whole culture. I love it, it'd be I fun. Found, that's it's so much fun, man. Be I so love
2: good. the idea that we would become like the hated uh, people. That we'd get, start getting invited to shows and stuff and people would give us like a dodgy look because they're, like, yeah. they're those bastards that criticise our reviews
1: every what time that, we put them Ch- out. Ch- Chansy, don't you remember, that kind of happened when we were at ATG and we were invited to do um, uh, dist- like a Destruction Derby thing. And yeah. uh, it was you, me and Steph. And it was for Rage, two, if, if I'm not mistaken. And we got in these like banged up cars, and it was raining, it was muddy, and we hey, it was just,
2: so much fun. It what was a great a, day,
1: amazing. Maybe like a definite highlight. Um, but as we're getting in, piling into the cars, you know, the nerves are kind of starting to set in a bit, and you're just like, oh, I'm getting into a fucking metal death trap, uh, and <laughs> I'm gonna race around other metal death traps. And as I was getting into the car, it was um, oh, fucking Dave Jackson from. PlayStation Access. Mm. Right. And we had our helmets on, so I couldn't see who he was. But I was like, I introduced myself. I'm um, Chris from All Time Gaming. He's like, oh, I'm, you know, from PlayStation Access. I was like, oh, I know you guys. And I was like, You probably haven't heard of us. And he just said, oh, no, I've heard of you. And he, just <laughs> left it at, he, just, he just left it at that. He just left it like that. And I was like, wow, he doesn't was, like, he, he doesn't like us. Was, What's funny is because you've had a couple of
2: of incidences like that where you've met people from the industry and they've been like, "Oh yeah, I know who you are." I am so like idiotic with that stuff. I have no (laughs) idea who anyone is. I'm like, I wouldn't. So if they said, "Oh, I know who you are," I'd be like, "I don't know who you are. Like, I don't. I definitely don't watch your channel." So I I like the idea though that we're rubbing people up the wrong way or the right way. It I think also negative. like
0: it's somewhat inevitable when you realise, especially based just on the UK and, to be even more specific, the London-based side of things, it can all get a little bit incestuous. Because, yeah. again, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was another point, again, at ATG where, I won't say where specifically, but uh, and you guys both knew about this while it was happening, but I applied for a job somewhere else, another establishment that covers games didn't get the job and we just kept bumping into the same people literally <laughs> the people who were interviewing me at all these events like when chris and i went to a mortal combat event <laughs> at some nightclub somewhere and they were I behind us Co- in the queue coco in camden there you go it just oh, that, that's the bloke was interviewing me last week great he's f- f- three feet behind me <laughs> and we, you know he didn't offer me a job so we're sort of like it wasn't an awkward standoff I just completely ignored him that seemed like the polite thing to do um,
2: <laughs> it, is, it is weird that you're right there is a weird kind of atmosphere around it and like you said because it's quite a small place as well you do bump into like similar people again but yeah no it was it's all it's all fun though. like it's all it's all cool right I, I mean we've met um uh when I met Boogie like I really like that he had no idea who I was that was great and then we met um who is it we worked with uh the guy who came and did a VO us. I can't remember his name what the big, oh, the big uh fan. Larry Larry Bundy jr. Larry Bunner Jr. That was cool. Big LBJ. LBJ. That was nice. Yeah, Yeah, that
0: was cool. Anyway, lads, we've started talking about all kinds of topics right now, and I've forgotten one of the most important principles of not just podcasting, but making any video content whatsoever, which you've got to remember, as unlikely as it sounds in our case, that any video, any piece of content could be someone's first when it comes to their introduction to you. So They've fucked up up by now. Yeah, I'm sure they've left. If you haven't left and it is somehow your first episode of this podcast, uh, welcome. I fucked this part up earlier, but I am actually hosting this week. I'm Jamie, and I'm joined by a couple of players ready to break down the latest and greatest news the games industry have to offer. Two boys that, from what I gather, are eminently ready to activate Mouthful Mode at the drop of a hat. It's uh, my good friends Chris and Alex. Welcome, boys. Hello. hello, hello, mate. No. See, I got a little Thanks. topical uh, Nintendo Direct reference into the intro, just like fifteen minutes late.
2: Yeah, it was good. I, I liked it. It was, it was very good. I, w- I want to be as mouthful as Kirby can be.
1: Well, we can arrange it, it, that. I, I can. Of, I mean, it kind of makes me uncomfortable, guys. I'm not gonna. Now, know,
0: I just I... want to see fan art of of Jonesy's like face morphed around a vending machine <laughs> or a car or something, <laughs> the same way they did with Kirby. I anyway.
2: Don't you think the mouthful thing is just a rip off of Hattie or Cappy? Cappy. It, was there were a lot of
0: Odyssey vibes going on Yeah, thought, yeah.
2: So, But then there's like mm, but what can we do? Like the Cap thing where you can be anything but, you want, but we've in got this Kirby. Defense, let's just have him like just smother himself on something and take over it. And, yeah,
0: I suppose that would the because the, Kirby is one of the OGs of kind of absorbing something's form and taking that form for yourself. Yeah. yeah. But yeah the kind of the swimming cap effect where he just wraps himself over these enormous objects a little, bit. but you know what we'll get to all of that. Cause we've got an entire director breakdown and all the, reveals and trailers and mm. weird Japanese shit that that had to offer. In the meantime, I will say that if you're watching this on YouTube, there are a number of things that you can do to not just help us out, but also help yourselves out, have a superior experience with us while you're here. Things like liking the video or leaving a comment down below. And hey, if you leave a good enough comment, we might read it next week as part of our trademarked comment of the week section. And if you're more, ah. more sort of the, uh, the social media kind, then you can head over to to Twitter. At Super Show Pod. You can engage with us. You can send us a tweet. You can send us a DM. Potentially, Chris might read it. He might not. No promises. And also, I will just say if you don't want to watch the video version of this podcast for any reason, we're available on all major podcasting platforms in audio only version. That's Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts. That's right. We haven't left Spotify yet. Rogan's still up to his shenanigans, but we're staying put. You know, we're, we're going to get him a couple of weeks, see if he <laughs> retracts any statements, and then. Us, Neil Young, and whoever that other Canadian bint was were creating our own platform. <laughs> Joni, yeah, Mitchell. Joni, I, Joni Mitchell.
2: Mitchell. Joni Mitchell? Joni oh, Mitchell. For a minute, I was like, Alanis Morris, it? But No, Joni uh, I
0: don't even know if Joni Mitchell is Canadian. It's just like leaving Spotify because of Joe Rogan is yeah, like a Canadian I... thing to do. Fair. Does it? Yeah, because they're so sure. sensitive. I apologize, Tony. I know there are actually Canadians <clears throat> listening. Oh, they I, said, I, I, I
2: think of them as being like a tougher version of Americans. Because they have to live in the the harsher wilderness.
0: See, they deal with harsh environments. They play ice hockey, but they're soft in their core. Oh, do
2: you know what's? Really well, they're weird. super friendly,
1: right, and super polite. Mm. That's that's the kind of stereotype, know? at least. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what's
2: really weird? Mm. Jamie's right; she is Canadian, which makes me think that that oh. he was like he was trying to low key it, and actually, he's a big Johnny Mitchell fan. I,
0: I, I'm a, on the record, no pun intended, as being a fan of a few <laughs> Johnny Mitchell tracks. I think a case of you is an all time banger, and I think right. if you need to cry and or wank. Or do both at the same time. I think Joni Mitchell's the gal for you.
2: Oh, wow! Hey, okay. look, I'm, I'm not hating uh, Alanis Morissette as another Canadian songstress I've already mentioned, and uh, she was my jam back in the day. Shout yeah. out for to for wanking pill. or crying? Uh, just for it being angsty, just angsty yeah. teen. Well, I try to tie my attribulation
0: to when she says it's like rain, because mine
2: is. <laughs> it's like rain. <laughs> on, on your wedding day. Yeah. Imagine, oh, wow. Oh, oh on the wedding
0: day—that's a weird question. Do you reckon anyone's oh, actually at, uh, ever had to have a wank on their wedding
1: day because they couldn't consummate the marriage in the traditional sense? Oh, like I don't well, think after? Because because I I'd imagine a lot of people would do it beforehand just to kind of like still the nerves. Like, yeah, that's a good Street style, right? Like, yeah. yeah.
2: After yeah, I don't think I don't think it counts if that's your version of consummating the marriage. Like, but like, there must like, be someone. Oh, I don't who, like, really, I don't really want to. And he's like, don't worry, I'll do it for both of like, us.
0: But <laughs> what if the bride has too much to drink and passes out, and he's like, well, I'm not going to, you know, mock oh my, my marriage by Where being is a rapist. Oh, goes into the bathroom from knocks one out, and just and that was like, his wedding that, day. That doesn't <clears throat> oh, I see what you
2: mean.
1: It's like Rayane oh, on your wedding day. Um, I, I, now, I, I imagine I reckon that, that that happens more often than than people let on. When
2: they pass out,
1: yeah. Yeah, or yeah, they, or they just
2: don't end up
0: getting, that's what the honeymoon's for, right? You make up for all the, the bullshit that planning a wedding kind of, because you're probably so stressed and re- relieved that it's all over and that everyone showed up and that, you know, the dress was
1: there and all the, the cake didn't fall over and you're probably just going yeah. to sleep. Well, dude, yeah, exactly. You You probably would have been up by, I don't know, like seven and then go to sleep like yeah. well past 12 hours past that.
2: Also, these days, you've probably got three kids by the time you get married, so you're not that bothered anyway about consummating it. It's been been there, done that. Back in the day when it was the first time, you would have been like, wake (laughs) up, I'm 40 and I've never got any.
1: Fellas, as we stray further and further from God's light uh, in this podcast, can can I throw out a question to the audience, do you think? All right, Yeah, Yeah. go for it. Because clearly we started this podcast as a gaming news and industry podcast, but we've I, I feel like each episode, we're we straying further and further. And I just want to know how people feel about this. <laughs> Cause, cause... <laughs> oh, I love it. Stay okay. on
2: all the comments. Stay on point. You're so annoying, you three. I mean, probably 50% that's... of the comments. No, I love it. Please, I think I, more of the I, rest.
1: I, th- I think that's why we probably haven't gained subscribers in the better half, of, better part of a year. But, you know. See, they... the
0: vibe I've always got from the comments is. They want us to go wherever we go. And that the people who are here for hardcore gaming stuff, as long as we loop back around to that at some point and don't lose sight of why we're here, we're mostly okay.
1: But, but is that look, how we also, grow,
0: Jamie? Is that how we grow? I mean, I don't want to tell you how I grow. That's very personal information. But I,
1: I already know. I mean, I've, I've spent, you know, a, a couple of nights with you. In, in, I'll
0: tell you one thing. It starts oh. with pushing the play button on the best of Alanis set, And it ends <laughs> with rain on... No. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you know what? Yeah, growth, well, growth on YouTube is a, is a weird old thing. I don't know the first thing about it anymore. I've given up, basically.
2: Yeah. Do you know what we need that would help us?
1: React, react? No. Well, no. that,
2: a review, review would. But also, we need a cheeky little sting at the top of the podcast. Ooh. Do
1: you know what? That
0: could be quite nice. That would, you know, sets the mood from the beginning. And it means I don't have to stumble <laughs> over my words like three seconds into a, an actual episode. You see, we... I we, know... Sorry. Go, on, go,
1: Z.
2: I was going to say, I know he's a bit embattled at the moment, but I quite like the way that at the beginning of the Joe Rogan podcast, he has that little musical sting and then it just goes right into it and they're just chatting bollocks because that's like what well, kind of what we do anyway. Um, but because I cut it off last week, my fault, some people would have heard this <laughs> on the podcast on the audio version, but most people wouldn't. Yeah, we had the idea, which is actually to make a few cheeky little stings. We're going to do one each, aren't we? And then we're going to play them Attempt for the to. audience. Uh, and then we are gonna push it out to you guys and ask you which sting you like the most, and then that one will become the sting for the show going forward um so well, I think i s- mean
1: it's it's fields of barley, so yeah exactly <laughs>
2: well um and then it's, so I guess it will take us a few weeks to sort of play them all out we we'll, we'll make a long thing of it and drag it out, so it'll be like three weeks maybe starting next week, and then uh people can say, oh yeah, which one they like the most i I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna go
1: uh, go out on the record and say i. You, you, if you heard it last week, then fine. But to reiterate for the people that had a cut off, I, I don't like stings at the start. I'll play your little game, all right? Jigsaw, fucking <laughs> hell! But but I won't be happy about it, all right? And and it's not like I'm going to make a shit one just because I don't give a shit. Like I'll I'll put effort into it. And I'll try and make it as good as I can possibly make it. But I don't like the idea of a sting. Like, Do you know? M- 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 maybe if my sting wins, then I have the the right to say no sting. <laughs> I th-
0: Fuck okay. you guys. I think also we can leave it open for the audience to say actually we we like the way you just jump into it or we want a sting. But it, oh, that's true. We, I have actually no, think
2: we could say no sting could be an option as well. So we're going this do you like this one, this one, this yeah. one? Yeah, do no you like Roxy? Do
1: you like Filter of
0: Yeah, yeah as, fun, as fun as like a sting or could a be sting. though, I actually think that Chris has inadvertently stumbled onto an idea that's somehow even better than the Sting competition to begin with, which is we write a spec script for a reboot of the Saw franchise. Wherein, because it's his now new first film, Jigsaw is obsessed with having a musical jingle to accommodate him every time he appears on TV. So the first people he captures, he locks them up and says, "Actually, you, you know, you don't have to do some weird shit to get out. You don't have to saw your leg off to get out. Just make me a great musical jingle." And uh, yeah, it's like an empty room,
1: an empty room, someone dead on the floor. Well, dead and yeah. uh, a, a table with a with a laptop on it, and it's just Ableton, and it's just like, "Go yeah. go crazy."
0: And then at some or, point, or you reason, a, you, at some point you get a, like a flashback to some earlier victim who got decapitated by the wire from a like a, it was just a banjo string that cut <laughs> his head off. <laughs> it was <laughs> like or Yeah, situation. and then
1: Jigsaw comes out and says, "Well, we're never doing live, live instruments again." Yeah, you have to do the voice though. Come on. Give us a jigsaw. I I can't do the fucking jigsaw. Okay, fair enough.
0: You know what? No peer pressure for accents, because I know I don't like it either. But hey, I will say, (laughs) if we do create and implement a little jingle, one place you can hear it other than on our YouTube channel or on the aforementioned podcasting platforms is Paisley Radio, because Mm. this podcast is broadcast out, is beamed out through paisleyradio.com, and you can catch it on Thursdays at 10 p.m., and it's repeated on Mondays. And lads, there's something quite interesting about mentioning Paisley Radio at this point in the podcast because uh, shout out the Scots shout out the Scots but but there's a particular reason Chris to shout out the Scots this week because one of some of the most famous Scots the games industry has to offer well what's left of them anyway (laughs) um made headlines this week by I guess how would I frame this maybe announcing the most obviously unannounced announced game that was not yet announced (laughs) but we all knew it was
1: announced announcement of the year and of course I'm talking about Grand Theft Auto 6 Hey, before you launch into this, Jamie, can I just say, at least they didn't announce it by asking people to join them to, for work. <laughs> you're right. You're, you're right. Okay.
0: Granted, <laughs> this was not a job post. This wasn't Rockstar saying, come and join us. You know, we go to strip clubs every Thursday and there are, you know, there's weird shit that goes on behind the scenes and you can crunch for 300 hours a week. But at the same time, <laughs> it was still a really shitty announcement on Twitter, which like, I know we've talked about it before. What's that, like the fourth or the fifth? Yeah. this year <clears throat> like there was sp- be, yeah. splinter cell and there was crisis and i can't even remember some of the other ones now but like uh the the survival game from blizzard right it, yeah an amazing example. like a new blizzard franchise and a, and grand theft auto 6 amongst the games so far in 2022 to essentially be announced via a tweet a yeah. tweet which i will say up front for anyone wondering like doesn't say the name of the new game. It doesn't say a given number. There's no Grand Theft Auto 6. There's no reference to like a city. Um, It doesn't say how long it's been in development for. It just says that development was underway or well underway, depending on whether you read the (laughs) website quote or the Twitter quote, which was fun to see people break that apart. Um, And also we don't know how far away it is. We just know that the game that they were definitely making, they are in fact making. Yeah,
1: like Um, big, big fucking wank. Yeah I I
2: kind of feel like it's our fault a bit the whole Twitter announcement <laughs> thing though because the, what happens these days it does seem like they're getting ready to announce it at a show so that, and they're going to release like just a logo or they're going to you know, have a bit of a, a sting and they'll have something to say, like, this game's coming out. But then three weeks before the the event, inevitably, it will get leaked on Twitter by someone else saying, oh, we did a data scrape of this <clears throat> thing or whatever and then they announce it and then you get to the event and it, everyone already knows about it. So I kind of feel like maybe this is just some of the... Um, the games industry people getting ahead of it and saying, you're going to ruin it anyway, so we're going to ruin it first.
1: Can, 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 I, can I put the crease in your panties on that one, AJ? Sure. All right. Because you talk about Rockstar. What was the last game that they fucking announced? How did they announce it? And what happened around it? I have no idea. What was it? Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. They fucking
2: owned that. They owned it. Yeah. That's the thing. That was like, quite a while, but that's the thing. That's a long time ago now. That's but not, not
0: like... Rockstar have never announced a, apart from like spin-off projects or side projects like HD remakes and remasters and stuff like yeah. that, in terms of like mainline original IPs developed by Rockstar internally, I don't believe they've announced anything at a third party event like ever. They they, they announced Red Dead Redemption 2 by like, they changed their banner to the color red and then <laughs> yeah. day two they did something else and day three they did something else and then there was a trailer on day four. But yeah. Like, <laughs>
2: I think look at now, like, look at obviously Red Dead was a quite, well, the announcement of Red Dead Redemption 2, Jesus Christ, was years ago. Yeah. But I think now, nowadays, the way that it happens is someone else leaks it on Twitter. So I'm not surprised that anyone who now says, there's no point, we'll just like slide, we'll just, we'll just casually mention it in a tweet because it, someone else is going to do it. Yeah. A, it a, again, you say that, but anyway.
1: have you seen any footage of the supposed worked on and scrapped Bully 2? No. No, no, not a, footage, but I'm. You know, have you seen any, any. Yeah, but. Like, yeah, yeah like the, what you at some point think you you're getting
2: caught up on the Rockstar thing, it's happened so often in with the other companies, I yeah, just other kids. companies, no, so sure, like, but like, you're, you're
1: getting a bit but like, like, Ubisoft's that. Assassin's Creed stuff gets leaked because they have a fucking keychain, like,
0: Boy, that's true, actually, yeah, that was fucked up, you know, like, I, I get but, it, like, the, not, it's the, not everyone.
2: The same the, wor- about- the worst ones are the postings on like German Amazon. <laughs> and
1: it's oh like, yeah. Or oh, yeah, um,
0: w- w- Walmart Canada one year just fucking blew everyone <laughs> out the water. Like,
1: the entire year, yeah. 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 And and um, that's the the in uh, Nvidia GeForce now kind of thing which yes. is like oh, starting yeah, yeah. to take shape well, in interesting yeah. forms.
0: We're going to break down the Direct later, and there was another, like, hey, this was leaked on the NVIDIA GeForce Now list uh, announcement <laughs> from that.
1: One thing I will I say, will...
0: though, like about what Chris is saying, another and another reason that Rockstar are kind of different is that when you announce development of GTA 6, or even if you just announce and reveal GTA 6, you're not telling people something they don't know. People right now aren't sitting around going, I wonder if Rockstar are making a sequel to the best, you know, <laughs> basically the best-selling video game of all time if you ignore weird outliers like Minecraft and Tetris and, and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's an inevitability. So, again, why just – maybe it's a weird uh, shareholder thing. Maybe it was because of, like an earnings call was coming up and they need to get stuff out of the way. But like even – and this is going to make me sound like a really dumb fanboy because I am. But even if they just like changed their logo on socials to like a stylized version of the uh, Roman numerals for six, I would yeah. be out of jizzed. And yeah. uh, and with
2: this, I was like, I didn't jizz. I got hard, but I didn't you jizz. Wanted, you wanted something. Yeah, no, I can understand why you want something a little more like punchy to yeah. be fair. Like tease want, I me. If it, I wonder if the one of the things these days as well is that um, because game development seems to be much more like. It seems like it's gone more fluid, like one game to another isn't quite as de- like delineated maybe as it was back in the past. Maybe it's the, the existence of um, service games means they hang around for so much longer that there's less of a, uh, like a, a an exact stop and then start on another project. So maybe to them it doesn't seem like it's as much of a thing as it would have been back in the day when it was like a hard and fast date. Like now we're working on this. Like you said, everyone just knew they were working on it. So it's yeah, kind of like
1: yeah, but a, there's but there's also like this thing of like, well, then if if that is the case, and they've got nothing to show for it, all, and they're not using it to kind of say, like, come come work with us, essentially, because we yeah. need people to play work on it. But like, what's the fucking point? They're just opening themselves up to kind of like more spe- or more scrutiny, which is unless it's like Jamie says, some kind of investment call thing, or whatever. But the strange fucking thing is, when it was announced, it was buried at the bottom of a GTA Online announcement like true like that that, that's that's you know it's almost like jamie said like change the fucking logo and you don't have to say much more than that but what you're doing by doing that is saying like hey we've got some news for you and this is the fucking news and it's it's as pure as you can get it right whereas Hmm. now it's like well it's it's a like the potentially the biggest game on the planet to launch right or the let's put it this way the follow-up to the biggest entertainment franchise on the planet is a footnote in something else
2: here's a question then do you think that because of the backlash that all these companies have had with crunch like we've already joked about it do you think that part of the reason they do like low-key reveals of big games now is because they don't want the hard and fast hey like even like jamie said let's say say they change the logo to a six that is like a a power move right they Mm -hmm. know what that's going to do to the audience is that is not doing that and just having it as a footnote on something about GTA Online, a way of maybe not getting into the mindset of right now. This is when we go hard on this game. We get it done. It's going but to then, take a many years. But then why, years, why mention hard. it if
1: you don't want people because, to get excited about ne- it?
2: Then why mention it? Because maybe like they t- t- they need to, it's it's obviously happening and they don't want to get to a point where it's like oh it's, it's uh, I have got, got news for you, Alex Jones. It. It's been happening for the past fucking however yeah, many years. like
0: we re- we'd we'd yeah, reached yeah, the exactly point now exactly, where if this po- if this post hadn't come out and Jason Trier had tweeted. GTA Six is in development. The whole world would have gone. What I, I know, like, there, there's no leak that can happen. Like, so, so I'm not-
2: wondering how they get to. I'm wondering how, if this is them going from everyone knows it, but it hasn't been confirmed to confirming it without. But making then that's that big goes deal. back to
0: Chris's point, which is then like, then what are we adding? Like, why are we I here? Think
2: I d- the only reason I can assume they're doing it is, like I said, maybe it's because they want to like do it on the down low and they want to kind of go. We're going to confirm it, but we don't want it to be a thing, so we're just going to sort of set, you know, mention it and boss it still defies any
1: logic it's,
2: unless i mean i'm i'm, I'm doing unless, some legwork to try and help them out but I, i'm struggling a bit
1: i've uh fucking cross stars lawyers in the building i've cracked the case i've, <laughs> okay. I've fucking detect, detective pikachu the shit out of this one it's too too much buck bucks fast right that's that's it too, too much, much buck bucks fast. fast they 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 had a big drinking session. big drinking session didn't know anything better fucking buck yep. fast and yeah, someone
0: it, they hit the streets of Glasgow, <laughs> and the, the rest is history. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Oh, yeah. you know, it's plausible and it's, it would also be very Scottish of them which is quite on brand even though I I, I, got, I, can only envisage a situation where this is a game being developed at least in some small part by just about every studio Rockstar have on God's green earth <laughs> like this is going to be one of those games like if we thought the credits were long and not just Rockstar do probably
1: like every single studio that 2K owns oh yeah and, and I will
0: just say like we've discussed this before I genuinely think as much as it is a cool platform to work from making or being a, you know, a senior creative individual in the process of creating Grand Theft Auto 6 must be one of the single most stressful jobs going in in, in entertainment in any way, shape, or form right now. Because like Chris said, you're making a follow-up to, you you know, the new entry in the single biggest entertainment franchise or property on planet Earth within an industry that is known for change and growth and improvement and iteration at its core, you know, in the entire time that video games have been around, they've never been static. And you look at like the jump from, especially San Andreas to 4 to 5, like, it's one of those things where you go, what does GTA 6 look like? And I'm fucking glad I don't have to answer that question.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I always think as well, though, that we're kind of overstating how in production GTA 6 is. Like, I know we're saying, oh, it's been being made for years. I wonder if it's been more of a, like, a slow burn, though, because there's still millions yeah, totally. of online. Oh, so it's where dude, we go. The, the oh, fucking, it's obviously been in the production.
1: Yeah, the, the, it's been in production, but then the houses leave, and then it's like, okay, well, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, like, totally. I, re- I
2: reckon they say we're, re- we're well into production. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I, I still think it's a fucking long way away, and they've barely broken ground <sighs> on yeah. a number you, of yeah You hear that?
1: You hear that. Men, Menzies is doing uh, everything or everywhere, or whatever it's fucking called. And then you kind of yeah. think to yourself, well, if fucking Menzi's giving it a shot, then maybe we've got to re- reiterate. I,
0: yeah. Well, then let me jump in and, and let's like introduce Speculation Hour, the Super Ooh. Show Presents Speculation Hour. Uh, if, you, if I asked you both, and let Jonesy, maybe I'll start with you and then Chris jump over, to give a completion of production, assuming everything continues to go to plan, in terms of a percentage, and then a release date in the form of a year, what would your current gut instinct be, Jonesy?
2: I would guess at the moment p- completion date would be. uh oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say okay. I'm gonna say it comes out. Well, you want two separate dates? You want the completion? No, no. That the, the first one
0: was a completion like percentage. Like, are they fifty percent done? Like, 75%? currently now, now how, how yeah, oh, far are they now? Oh, 5
2: oh, five percent. Oh wow. Okay, I think that's wrong, but. I, I think I think it drops in like I think it comes out in oh I'm going to say 2025 or 2020 I want to say 2028 but I'm going to go 2026 let's say 2026. 2026 okay but
1: 2026 could be one of those cool things where they're like 2020, and then the 6 is like fucking that yeah. would be sick right I uh, not then really cuz that's so far away
2: the, but then they'll screw up the like the process, and then it will come out in twenty twenty seven. Yeah, exactly. That like yeah, would be very rock star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to say twenty twenty six.
1: Okay, mm-hmm.
2: Chris, what are you thinking?
1: Okay, uh, I'm not sure about the percentage. Okay, because that's hard. Because I I do believe that they probably would get different iterations and then scrap and go forward. And so, so how do you kind of quantify that? Right? Like, fair point. Maybe at one point they were at fifty percent, and now like jonesy could be right maybe now they're at five percent because they scrapped yeah 45 well, maybe what,
0: story and characters are at 90 percent while designers is at 10 and the map is at 40
1: and yeah yeah i don't know if, if you want me to just fucking throw something out there then let me say like i don't know 35 percent. but then again we also got to consider the the fucking hockey stick effect right where to make a game it's almost like the progress is like very minimal 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 until yep. the last year of production, in yeah, which case it, it just cracks. kind of fucking spikes. Because you, you're building up the foundation, you're getting all the stuff ready, and then all of a sudden it's just like, bang, you go. Um, yeah. so- it's
2: also like pre, you could, they could be well away through pre-production and have done like sh- shit loads of that, which is a huge part of the, the work, but actually they've only made like a relatively small amount of progress on the actual product, right? That's, that's where yeah. I think they're probably at.
1: Yeah. yeah, so, okay, so to the release date, I'm, funny enough, I'm with Jonesy on 2025. Okay, I'm well, going
2: i I've changed. I've twenty twenty six. I'm saying so yeah. you're saying twenty twenty five. I'm saying twenty twenty six. Yeah,
1: but can, can, can I add in some caveats? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's occurred to me as we were discussing it. How do you follow up GTA Five, the most successful fucking entertainment franchise on on the planet? Yeah. The answer is how do you follow up the most critically acclaimed FPS shooter on the market? Hmm. I'm trying to think At, which one. What you're talking about. Half Life Two. How do you follow up? Oh, right, I see. You don't, you don't. You don't follow it up. Yeah, exactly. You don't. What you do is you make an offshoot. Because. Oh, the, right, Okay. So there's no way. So, do I think GTA Six is in development? No. Do I Ooh. think? Mm, do I think GTA a non-numerical entry is in development? Yes. Mm, oh wow!
2: Like Liberty City Stories kind of vibe.
1: Oh well, I mean, or... I mean, like like Vice City was technically not a main numbered entry, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it, it S- wasn't numbered.
0: I get. I think people. No,
1: I it was, it was, was GTA, GTA Three, Vice City, GTA Four. San Andreas though, in the in the mix as well. Uh, San Andreas, yeah, exactly.
2: I feel super weird about not saying just because they weren't numbered, they're not part of the main releases. Like I'm like, yeah, they were. Like, I, I, I I'm
0: I think you're. I I agree with Jonesy in that I consider Vice City and San Andreas to be sequels in a full sense. But I also know what Chris means in that like there is something weirdly smart about the Half Life Alex style move of just circumventing that conversation altogether. Yeah. Yeah. It's the idea. Assassin's
2: Creed thing, right? You're, it's like saying Assassin's Creed only the numbered ones are official Assassin's Creed games. I'm like, no. Well, the other thing about
0: that is, and this is true for Vice City and San Andreas with regards to three and Brotherhood and Revelations with regards to Assassin's Creed two, which is that they were fundamentally built on the same
1: engine, engine, you know, the yeah. same principles and stuff like that, and yeah, nothing although
0: shifted that much.
1: In their announcement, didn't they say that they they were looking for to kind of. Fuck, you see, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of confusing so many announcements at the same time. Mm.
2: So, Anna, it, can I have a question was it, for you then? Hold on.
1: Was it GTA 6 that they, or the next GTA, where they had mentioned that they are always looking to, it, like, the next iteration of the engine or some shit like that?
0: I don't think they used the word engine, but there was wording in there, which is like basically uh, the quote is, with every new project, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we've previously delivered we're pleased to confirm that active event with the next,
1: industry, uh, next entry is underway. I, I, I stand by it. I, I think we're going to get like a, a Grand Theft Alex.
2: Oh, but, they, but they, if, that, if, you're, if what you're using as a measuring stick is to say that Vice City and San Andres weren't numbered of entries, but we're going to get something on the calibre of one of those, how they followed on from the games that they immediately preceded them i'm fine with that like i don't i don't oh, need yeah, to be sure six. sure i'm perfectly happy with a, a, a vice city for the modern age or a san andres like those games were just as good as you know like any oh. other numbered entries
1: in my mind i've got a question for you guys what, what if the next main entry in grand theft auto is, is like just purely purely straight out the gate gta online 2
2: Hell no! I'd be so unhappy. You see, I mean, you say like, hell like, no. You so say unhappy. hell no, but half the fucking planet is like hell yes. Yeah, children, children, children everywhere who want to drive around in cars and children
0: don't jobs. spend hundreds of millions of dollars on games like that. Sometimes yes, they the, do. They help, but they can't do that alone. For as no, much, they steal as we, the for credit mu- card. No, yeah, he's, 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 I was going to say for as much as we like the the anecdote about the child seeing the parents' credit card, that's <laughs> not how you make games and service games that generate hundreds nah, of millions true, of dollars a, like seven not sorry excuse me seven nine years in a row
2: like yeah, a bunch of online guilds who want to uh, <laughs> sink all their money and they want to be your it's boys. us
0: like we're, we're the guilds not, not in the case of GTA Online but we're, you own. know we we're the collectively we're the guilds um, yeah, I will say, just before we move on, that I maybe... And I don't know why. I think I'm slightly more optimistic than you guys when it comes to a release date. Mm-hmm. And my my thought is, I think 2024.
2: Nah,
0: um, I mean, it's ballpark, right? Ju- ju- I only mean, that because, is punchy.
2: That is punchy.
0: No, no the reason is, I, th- I, I think that, again... Whilst I don't think that this tweet was necessarily the start of the promotional campaign, as we've established, it would be too strange and and unhelpful almost to start to a promotional campaign. I still don't think you say something like this apropos of nothing unless you, you know you're going to bring it up again soon. Like this is a tw- like if you don't I'm- think you've got something to say again for like. A, a year or two years why tweet this now you could tweet it in june you could tweet it in it has the exact same impact okay, so but- my thinking is that they have something to say about it again in the next i i i think they'll mention this game again in the next year and i think if they mention it in the next year i think they can pitch it for either 2023 that then gets delayed yeah. into 24 or just straight up
1: 24 can, can i give you two creases you can. In your panties? You, you, you crease me up baby uh, Okay, the first thing that's going to get you caught and creased is uh, Bethesda saying, hey, here's Starfield and here's Elder Scrolls VI. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, and prior to that, and to be fair, the industry has vastly moved on since this next point, but the first trailer was Cyberpunk 2077. The first one, the very first one. Okay, Which yes. is like 11, 12 years ago.
0: But (laughs) in both, in in (laughs) both, I I think in both cases, uh, Bethesda with Starfield and um, CD Projekt Red with The Witcher. Yeah, no, I was no like I was going in both cases. The studios announced those games, but were also clear on what they had to make first, and then went off and made those. Sure, sure. I think the key thing about the Rockstar wording is again, it's frustrating that it's diff- the wording is different in two different places. But there is r- wording out there, written by Rockstar, that describes development on this video game as well underway. And I just yeah. think the idea, but, like for a but, 2026 release, that means from this point, you guys don't even think we're even going to get like a trailer or a promotional image or a logo for two to three years. Yeah, because we we'll get bully great. two first. I don't. Well, see, <laughs> that is an interesting asterisk. Is that. The <laughs> the bully two story that you know seems to rear up its head every six months has done so again recently, and there are some you know fairly knowledgeable people who seem pretty convinced that bully two exists in some way, shape, or form. But then, like you mentioned or already, Chris, it's been started and you know delayed and, yeah. and in some cases like scrapped entirely. Uh, I think maybe twice now. In which case, like who knows who's got what information and how old that information is, but. I, yeah. The one
2: thing that makes me think it's going to be a lot further off than, than I think you're thinking is just think about like 20, what games were supposed to come out in 2020 and then got bumped like 18 months, a year, two years. Yeah, but Jonesy,
0: you're, you're, you're saying that it's going to be four years uh, uh, until a game that's well underway is out. It's also I, I because it, it's also and your frame of reference things of eighteen. I, yeah, but they've Rockstar have the, the pandemic's been going on for two years. There's
2: no adjustment period. No, no I'm anymore. saying to I'm saying to Joe oh, that like uh,
1: yeah. th- those delays would have happened because of this unprecedented event, rather so, yeah, than absolutely
2: some some of them were affected by that. But I don't think we're done with that yet. I don't think we're done with like the weirdness in the industry yet. The issue that companies are having yeah, around like yeah. hiring and stuff. There's a lot of just uncertainty, and I I. I think maybe they try and get it out 2025, but it gets delayed. Like I think we'll see it. I'm not saying they'll say it's going to release 2026. I think we'll see it in 2026. I don't, the aim could be earlier and may well be earlier, but I don't think we will see it until 2026. Well, so you say like
1: 2026 is going to be like the first time we see a trailer or something.
2: No, no, no. It, that will it will actually it will get released in 2026. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm saying like even if it's if they say it's coming out 2024, it won't come out 2024. It'll get delayed until 2026. Yeah. That's when we will see this game. Yeah, I can I,
0: I think I think if I was an executive at Take Two and I just sat down in the meeting room and a Rockstar you know representative had told me that, I'd said, right, who's around to make a GTA 4 remastered? Because we need to get something out ASAP. Hey. I, I think we, have, we, have we given online? up on that Red Dead remaster yet? Where's that at? Can we get can I, we get
2: that thing out there? The thing with at the moment with um, like Rockstar is they just they can milk the online stuff. They're still making money off the online. So yeah, yeah. it's not like they need to rush out another game. It,
0: they they don't need to, but then also again, like with the recent financials, the, the there was the um the remastered or the definitive edition, I should say, of the trilogy sold. Like it. 10, it 10, million? Like seen, ten million copies is the word. Which again, for a game, again for a game that was fundamentally broken in some respects and had a horrible, horrible, you know, I mean, it was torn apart by the general public and yeah. us here on this podcast. And for it to sell ten, I mean, don't get me wrong, I know that's an easy <laughs> Christmas gift to get people. Not just it shows how the country, little, but around like, the world,
2: how, it shows how much of like an echo chamber a lot, of, mm. a lot of we're in when it comes to how little um, knowledge we have of the wider gaming public who just like go out and buy shit and they don't watch, they don't comment they don't look at other shit yeah. they just go out and buy games yeah
0: yeah, that's pretty, it. yeah. I I feel like we've all got that where we have like friends who are tuned into the games industry in different degrees and it's always interesting to hear what they ask you about and what they don't ask you about. Like Mm. I've mentioned before, my Warzone slash FIFA group, who they all asked me about the Activision uh, acquisition, and we had a big conversation about that. And because we talked about that, I thought they might be interested in the Bungie story. And uh, I mentioned it, and it was just silence. like
2: (laughs) (laughs) No idea. One thing you brought up that I'd forgotten about is that might push them to bring it forward from when I said, but I'm going to stick with 2026, but is the failure of um, Red Dead Online because that's a hole in their finances that obviously they were, well, I, 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 they must have done a calculation where they go gta online makes us this much it's going to decrease this much year on year uh, red dead online is going to is going to come and bolster some of that and so then we're going to and then to get completely like you know to get b- wiped out like how online did with red dead it must leave a bit of a hole where they're, they're thinking maybe we need to make more shit happen but then like you said they just sold 10 million copies of the that shitty remaster yeah. that you outsourced to someone else that probably costs also like to
0: make. like GTA Five sold another five. It's on like one hundred and sixty million now. Like I don't think a company that sells one hundred and sixty million copies of a single game has quote unquote holes in in any part <laughs> of their finances. Or I bet. I
2: bet they do. They must do right because they still got. They still do financial projections, so, and at some point they're going to be a bit of a gap in sure.
0: So. But like again I don't you have projections but I don't think anyone projects to release a single game and 9 years later still have it be one of the not just the, one of the best selling games of all time but actively one of the best selling games on any platform at any point in time. It yeah. seems Definitely. like planning
2: for a viral video. It's like planning your company around one viral video. Yeah, and you keep <laughs> say
0: you keep saying to yourself one <laughs> one one day this video is just going to die, the algorithm's going to give up on it and it will stop doing millions of views. And for yeah. GTA 5 it just hasn't nope. happened.
2: <laughs> it keeps on chugging.
0: Anyway, yeah, well, what do you, sorry, Jonesy. What do you
2: guys? What, what do you guys think it will? be? any any ideas as to what you think it will be, or like the setting or anything like that? Or top, like if you had to, if you had to guess, I,
0: I think it's a return to Vice City. Yeah, I think that sounds sensible.
2: So, would you, like Vice City specifically, or are we saying like the time frame from the Vice City? Or are we saying like more more modern Vice City?
3: Uh, hmm.
0: I mean, there there have been rumors of both simultaneously. Yeah. a story that transcends and goes back and forth and stuff like that
1: yeah i um, I, I think it'll take place in vice city but yeah <laughs> time frame who knows but yeah i mean yeah. like they'll be pretty sick if it jumps around and, and you're, you're talking about like families and it's kind of like you know you you play as the son but then you go back in time and you play as the dad when he was that age and like, yeah well, that could be pretty cool the,
0: the only um, other, the only other thing like kind of have and we touched on this before on the podcast. Uh it's a mini prediction I guess because it doesn't speak to much about what the game will necessarily be about. It's more of a tonal um sort of idea but we talked about before that like especially with the with the GTA series Rockstar loved to have take sat- make satirical takes of the settings of their games, or what the ba- set those settings are based on in real life, or uh, have pastiches of certain genres, mm. or you know movie stereotypes, or character people from the real world that are kind of like satirized in uh, in character form. In that, I I think they move mm. away from some of that stuff we've talked about before like okay what does when 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 st- when the world is the way it is when Donald Trump is president when when, when Mark Zuckerberg is like looks like an alien and re- and renames Facebook Meta and wants to sell sort of the the metaverse and go to office meetings with headsets on like there there's that adage isn't there that the world is become so much of the world is becoming the kind of shit that the rock star, like, the rockstar mm. would have joked about that the houses would have joked yeah. about 10 15 20 years ago that it's almost there's not much room to satirize anything there and I can see them shifting away from that and doing almost more of a Red Dead Redemption 2-style story of like this very character-driven crime tale with less emphasis on the traditional comedic elements that are made up the wider GTA universe.
2: Oh, we, oh that would suck. I would love it <laughs> if you got into a GTA 6 and it was like a, you know, just it was set in like a city modern day where there was like a fake Donald mm. Trump and there was mis- old mission stretches where it's so you like talking about Saint Zuckerberg. Through. Yeah, that's the problem. It gets too close to Saints Row, but it would be great if there was like a a maga maga protests on the streets. What what, what about this? And you've got to like drive your car not through them, but like you know trying to navigate all that sort of shit and be like, what are these people doing? That would be well funny.
1: What about this? Okay, as as like a final, because we definitely need to move on from this. But what about this? Is the final kind of thought? Okay, if you had, let's say, GTA Three, which was kind of like the generic kind of city, whatever, then you had Vice City, which was like Miami right? Mm. You had uh, Liberty City, which is like New York style. Yeah. Okay. You got San Andreas, which is like California, I'd imagine. Like, if, you, if you're if you going to a new place that's a, a fictional take on a, a, a state in the United States, like, where would you go? And like, yeah, maybe, maybe Jonesy's right. Maybe Maybe the satire comes from politics, and maybe it's like a Washington D.C. style Maybe setting, Ooh. maybe.
2: Yeah, I think that'd be cool,
0: man. I think um, I, l-
2: I like the idea of like a San Francisco or something like that.
0: San Francisco was technically in San Andreas, the original PS2 oh, one, because it? it was called San Fierro. do you remember, oh you remember right, yeah. We had, uh, yeah, San right Fierro, right. Los Santos, and Las Venturas, which was Vegas. Yeah, and then right. GTA 5 did the thing where they just focused on Los Santos and made it like fifteen times the size.
1: Yeah. Or maybe they do um, the
0: Vegas thing then. You could do Vegas. I think there's also, it, it maybe doesn't work quite as well on the global sense. I don't think as many people outside of the US has tuned into it, but you hear a lot of stories about certain cities, for example, in Texas, like Austin, where there's kind mm, of yeah. like the sort of the disparity between the way the city's side of things has changed and how that contrasts against the you know traditional image of Texas and yeah. the, sort of how the gentrification of, those parts of the that state yeah. have kind of or, or you contrasted like with Detroit in that kind of aspect. You as could well. do Detroit, Atlanta, mm. you know, places mm. like that, you know, and they have nice ties to, you know, like again, the kind of things that houses have taken inspiration. Well, I was going to soften it and say <laughs> that like, you know, the, the houses knew exactly what they were they doing with the, the story and the tone of San Andreas, for example, yeah, that was, totally, their, totally. that was their boys in the hood. That was their menace to society kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I um, and now, now you just like you know replace NWA with Outcast, I guess, and you know you, you build a game.
2: Well, I'm still convinced that they need to do like a uh, un, what, what was the film? Um, I
0: thought you were going to say the, Underwater GTA for a second. Now I was like,
2: okay, <laughs> no, 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 is it the un, un, I can't remember the name. The, the, the it was a remake of a um, oh fucking hell, Undercover yeah, we Brother, re- where you have a cop, you have the cop, and you have the like the criminal and then the Departed undercover. That departed. So I like the idea of a GTA, where you are in the police as a, as like a you know an undercover criminal, and then you are a criminal as well. Oh, Donnie Brasco and style, yeah, yeah too deep. kind of, really, and the lines and then you can blur, jump bet- and you can jump between the two characters. That might be cool if you're playing the guy. Jamie, if you're almost trying to catch yourself, or whatever.
1: Jamie, do you know who Donnie Brasco is? It's it's a film. Do, 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 do you know about? Have you seen the film? Do you know it's about it's the film? Uh,
2: Al it's Al Pacino. Good, good film. No. Uh, it's Johnny Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. It.
1: Is Albertino in it? Oh, he, he might he be in it actually. Yeah, yeah he, he is in
0: Yeah,
2: he's the, he's the guy. He's the the guy who says who vouches for him because it's the yeah. You know. It's a it's a forgazing. It's a forgazing.
1: Yeah. I've got to go it's watch that film again, man. That and Carlitos way. I've got to go watch those one. Yeah,
0: that's quality, what um, that's what uh, Sleeping Dogs was, where basically he he's an undercover yeah. cop in in Hong Kong.
1: And yeah. as you've said, Chris,
0: unsurprisingly, the lines do inevitably get blurred. Mm-hmm. Mm, go figure. Anyway, maybe that's a little opportunity for us to throw it over to you, the audience, and ask mm. if you have any ideas for what you would do with a GTA 6 or a GTA game in general, or what you'd like to see Rockstar do next. Let us know in the uh, comments down below or on social media. GTA ATG. GTA ATG. GTA T-G. Okay, we're on something there. See, you press up on the D-pad and it swaps from one of us to the other, and you get to see yep. exactly what we're doing. Jonesy wanders around the no like the nomad part of the map in his underwear, drunk, <laughs> and he's best friends with a ju- uh, juggalo. <laughs> it's you
2: know, yeah, so it's it's, it kind it's kind of, my life. It, it writes I mean, he's, he's,
1: life. he is he is the prepper amongst us. So I live yeah. my life. What can I there say? There you go. It writes itself. Do you know what Don't else? Say it's
2: not. Do you know what I bought the other day?
1: A re- another reflex bow.
0: Something like no. rehydratable food, like a like a no. thing that you. Like it's like a one square inch cube, and you pour ten milliliters of water on it, and it turns into three thousand crackers.
1: Uh, no, go to go to's that you put on your. I'll give you your, a clue. No, okay. It's gonna.
2: I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna be able to find some treasure with it.
1: Oh, oh a metal, metal a fucking,
2: detector! Yeah, metal detector. Metal detector. You are such an old man, bro. <laughs> I'm taking the kids to the beach Mate. on uh, for a little cheeky holiday, and thought um, uh, it would be really, it would be funny to. Get a little cheap metal detector so they can have a little scan on the beach and see if they can find like someone's dropped some change or something, and they'll be loving it.
1: Fair. Yeah, yeah that's, that's kind be of that's cool
0: for kids, man. Yeah. Yeah, I did always want to do that growing up. Um, do you know what else I wanted to do always growing up? Mm. Was uh, I wanted to write a comment so good. <laughs> that the channel in question would choose it as a comment of the week. Oh, um, I like it. And that is an honour we have chosen to bestow to some of our audience this week. Uh, this one in particular caught our eye. It's from MaxDay2808. oh I'm not sure okay. if I'm pronouncing that exactly correctly. But to be honest, once you hear the comment in question, it might not matter um, <laughs> because they said, what happened to all-time gaming? Haven't been here in years. Didn't know they changed their name and their views. Went downhill. <laughs> Um, interesting, Like I've read that as the punctuation would suggest it's meant to be read. Another alternate reading could be um, uh, they changed their name pause and that their views, and their went, views downhill. went downhill. Yeah. But I like the reading of they changed their name and their views as though like we intentionally <laughs> manipulated our views to be a mere Down. fraction of what they used to be. Um, Chris, what happens to all-time gaming? Haven't been here in years. Oh,
1: man, fucking hell. Yeah. Well, first Max of all, twenty eight
2: hundred eight wants to know. I,
1: I love that. Thank you for your comment to begin with, and uh, thank you for the like. I don't think we've had this bad a burn in our comments in a very long time. <laughs> uh, went downhill, which is fair. Yeah, yeah went, went changed down. the name. Went downhill. Um, changed the name. Changed the views. I, I also like the fact that he hasn't realised that it's actually a completely separate channel. <laughs> no, I like
0: that he likes the idea that we just somehow lost. Like over three hundred and fifty thousand subscribers, just people just kept drifting away in the in the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. That
2: to be fair, that would be impressive outside of being like cancelled officially. Just losing that many subscribers would be impressive. Well, it would like, be
1: incredibly impressive. Fucking yeah. hell. You guys say that, right? But like,
0: hold on a second. We can get a live sub count here.
1: Yeah. Oh. Okay, let's
3: okay. It. let's roll back the years.
1: Okay. Uh
3: What? What?
1: I've okay. got oh, no, no, three no,
0: stopped-
3: <laughs> I, was
0: no? about to- I no? thought you'd stumbled on something remarkable there.
1: No, no. I-, I thought I did, but I'm just being an idiot. Okay, so All Time Gaming as a channel still exists. There's nothing yeah. on it because it's all been put private. Not our decision. So I'm just going to put that out there. Still has 381,000 subscribers.
2: Oh yeah but that yeah. doesn't mean this is what, a lot of people these like I'm sure people know this nowadays but the subscriber count doesn't mean anything it's you It's the, if you the views aren't there subscribers are irrelevant because <laughs> if they're dead accounts whatever, it's it's a channel who that, cares
1: it's a channel that hasn't had any content on its page for like the better half of two years like of but that's course, a bunch of of what? course subs don't count
2: like, no, no, but, but, you know, people would still, you could, it, like, we've said this before, if we could go back to having that channel now versus, like, Super Show, I'd be like, what's the point? There's no, you're not going to get any views, even if we could, up, like, turn all those videos back I, on. I don't think we're going to watch it.: I
1: tend to disagree entirely what? on that one. But yeah, I'm not going to get into it. Like, if, oh. if, if I could flip on a dime now, I'd go back to ATG and, and try and build it from scratch, for sure.
2: Oh, okay. May, build it from, maybe build it from scratch. Wait, do I mean. you mean build, oh. it from,
0: build it from scratch scratch or build it from 380K
1: scratch? Uh, from, from 380k scratch and and like bring back the old content oh, but then just be like you don't that, think any of that's, the kind of traditional that's the line in the sand now we're going again you don't think
0: any of the traditional sort of talk about subscriber baggage and how like having lapsed or dead subscribers is worse for a channel than having no subscribers applies to that situation or
1: i it's entirely possible like who the fuck knows with <laughs> i i i i'm I, I, I believe that not even YouTube fucking knows how the algorithm works. It's almost like the fucking lawnmower man at this point, right? Like he's just fucking his own entity and he does whatever yeah. the fuck he wants. And then <laughs> Susan's there just fucking having a meltdown talking about NFTs and shit. But no, I I think like fuck it, whether it's successful or not, like it, it would be such an interesting thing to attempt. And I'm there's, all, there's to I'm here for it. the.
2: There's something to be said for having access to the subscription feed of I don't know how many of those accounts are still live. Even let's say 10,000 of those accounts are still live. You drop a video, people see it. Well, here's the thing, Jonesy. Here's like, the thing. Maybe, be, you know.
1: Be, just keep this in mind before you continue. Sorry to interrupt you. But here's the thing. When we're running ATG, we know that YouTube does periodic purges of dead accounts from your channels. Like we know that this, this is a thing that happens periodically. So yeah. in theory with what we know unless something has fundamentally changed 381,000 subscribers are still actively using youtube in some capacity
2: but is that but that's what, when i say dead i mean like it could be someone who literally goes on youtube like twice every month yeah, and they don't even the subscriber thing and, and, so and they're kind of keeping and, it and, worrying, and,
1: the, and the hypothetical here would be as soon as you create one piece of new content because it's like the way the algorithm should work is it's almost like hey Here's this creator that you used to like, used to watch a lot of their videos. They've just posted yeah. something new, so the impressions on that video would probably be really high. But the the danger, and this is probably what would happen, is you get all of these new eyeballs on people who are saying, "I don't want this." Like yeah. three hundred eighty one thousand subscribers, they they're not staying around in the hopes of anything. They've forgotten. They've and as forgotten, soon as you yeah. put something like, in bro, front of them and say, "Hey," while just,
0: we were making stuff. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they did. The vast majority,
2: yeah. Yeah, I know. It's impressive they didn't unsubscribe just because stuff pops up in the yeah. subscriber feed and they were like, get out of here.
1: But I, honestly, if I, if I was ever given the opportunity, I would definitely, like, even if it's just this, like a pet side project, like, I'd just be so fascinated with, like, we, we, we've we taken a channel from zero to, like, almost half a million subscribers. We We've gone through that journey. It would be so interesting to be on the other side of that kind of, thing and just kind of
2: take a channel from half a million subscribers to and zero. take it back
1: down to zero baby hell yeah crash and bird let's fucking go i mean according to max day
0: 2808 we've kind of already done that right <laughs> well, because i mean we say. changed our name and changed our views and well went I suppose we
2: haven't we haven't really answered the question i the really quick uh like answer i suppose to max day 2808 would be um we used to be a company and now we're not a company anymore. And they used to pay for us to make content and now they don't. So um, yeah. we start our own channel and we have the time to do a podcast a week. And yeah,
1: about exactly. It. Yeah. We're, we're carrying on with our lives, you know, and, yeah. and this is, this is, this is the hobby that we are, yes. you know, that keeps us together. Cause even when ATG ended, we always knew we still wanted to do something together. And this was the, I'm not going to say the easiest thing because it's, it's not easy running a podcast and, and kind of, scheduling three people's like time to coordinate and edit one a, like a, a two hour plus podcast a week but you know like it, it was a the least the path of least resistance in terms of getting something done and working sure. together right yes
0: and okay. i will just say one of the things that helps make it easier as we continue to produce podcast after podcast week after week is the support of our patrons, because that is one thing we do now have as the super show, uh, which is your support and your pledges, which help us keep going, which help us keep coming back here week after week and recording something. And you know what, even if we do forget or somehow lose the last 20 minutes of the video version of the podcast, <laughs> it adds to the conversation. we are giving you guys stuff to talk about. And, uh, hopefully that's what you're along on the journey for is the mystery, the intrigue. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I will just say, if you uh, are potentially interested in helping us out via the means of Patreon, then you can head over to patreon.com forward slash supershow, and you can pledge as much or as little as you'd like to help us keep going and uh, keep producing the content that we're making so far. There are, of course, rewards though that await you at certain tiers. For example, if you decided to pledge $2 a month, you could jump into our Discord and start chatting with us and the rest of the community. If you pledge $5 a month, you could start getting access to Patreon exclusive content. We have different podcasts there. We have Patreon exclusive podcasts. We have little behind the scenes looks. We have planned, you know, pilots from channels gone by, one of which we just spent <laughs> a good chunk of time talking about, that you can still watch if you want to relive some of the ATG glory days that Weren't actually glorious enough to be the part of the glory days because they never went live during the glory days. Okay, glory deception. Anyway, okay. we would also like to take the moment though to uh to thank some of the people who are already pledging to us on Patreon and already helping us keep making the super show possible. Uh, particular shout outs this week though to Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Helium Joker, Jesper Cam, Doll Nielsen, Mark Clancy is an absolute geld, agreed. Mr. Anthropic, Nathan Pears, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starfall Kid, and the top dogs, the big boys, Brett Zee, Doppler, Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Uncaged. Thank you all so much for helping us out. Um, Yeah. And no matter what you think about the the way we changed our name, the way we changed our views, (laughs) whether we're going downhill or uphill, you're here with us on that journey. And if we're going downhill, we're going downhill together, right, gang?
1: Fucking crash and burn. Can I just say something? (laughs) I don't know who Mark Clancy is that he's uh, referring to, but if you just type in Mark Clancy on Google and just click on images, if you look at like all of these faces, just do it now. It's a little bit of a thought experiment. Well, less than a thought experiment, but uh, each and every single one of these people in this picture looks like they could could be a gull. You, you might be talking, one of these pictures might be of the person who's
0: <laughs> pledging to us on Patreon. Well, they just like, called
1: himself a geld. In which case, I'm agreeing.
0: You know, there are some actual gelds here.
1: I think oh, that, I'm gonna, there's one particular know, one that's giving me
0: real, real Moat vibes as well. Like, Moat? <laughs> yeah, for anyone that's not aware of, of is it obscure, potentially obscure British <laughs> cultural references? Go and uh, look at Moat's Wikipedia page, and you know, grab a tub of greasy popcorn because you're in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Move uh, on. Yes. yes Do, really uh, what I'm asking, Jonesy, is did you get where he was coming from at least? <laughs> not really. Hmm.
2: Okay, Jonesy. Not my, uh, not my bag. <laughs> not known for. Not your a Moat fan.
0: <laughs> um. Well, are you a fan of video games? if nothing else. I am a fan. Stop of video typing. Games. You're on a podcast. What are you doing? Are you looking up more versions? What What else are you searching after
2: Mark Clancy? Uh, and it was Mark Clancy Deloitte came up, or came up when I typed in. So I was like, who's Mark Clancy at Deloitte? So I was checking What's out Deloitte? So, the,
1: uh, the company,
2: the big, massive company. Yeah, like
1: consultancy firm. So basically, so basically, Jamesy's just logged on to LinkedIn now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just on, we've, we've, it was on Google. I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast up to this
0: point because we've now lost Jonesy as he'll continue <laughs> to spend the last one, <laughs> ne, the next hour, trying to look like he's not secretly trying to find I'm, out the real identity of Mark <laughs> Clancy, the girl. I'm,
2: I'm back on the foot thing.
0: Either that or he's, uh, he has now opened up <laughs> Ralmote's Wikipedia page and
2: he, it, he's getting last on there. Yeah. He's going on, I mean, on down memory I'm on lane. The, I'm on the foot, uh, what is it? Foot Oh, Wiki Feet. Wiki Feet. Is it Wiki Feet?
1: You're looking
0: at Mark Clancy's Wiki Feet. Wiki Feet. No, no, just feet. <laughs> just feet in general.
2: <laughs> it okay. wasn't Wiki Feet, was it? Well, Chris. Oh, it was Wiki feet. It, No, it's not Yeah, it, that was Wiki feet. it was Wiki like, Well, Mark what Clancy is not going to be on Wiki page. Feet. Chris might be Ho- after that. Holly hmm. Willoughby is on Wiki Feet. What? She, her, her feet aren't even in half these pictures.
1: Is Ral Moat on Wiki Feet? I'll type it in. Okay, let's do it. No, so let's, right. not, let's right. not. Let's not. Let's just. <laughs> God, this is going to be like a five-hour podcast at this rate. Nah, well, okay.
2: There's no Raul Moat in uh, Wikifeed. That's a shame. Well,
0: you know what? I think maybe it's for the best that Raul Moat's um, life and actions are not particularly glorified. Uh, he was a man who clearly felt like he needed to seek revenge for one reason or other, and there's nothing noble about that, unless you do it through the means of kung fu, or oh. so I've heard, Chris, because another revenge tale hit store shelves this week, Digital and physical, or maybe just digital. Probably just digital. And I believe you have been able to get your hands on a little bit of action, courtesy of, shifu. I don't know if that's you. Well, they, in the game they seafood. say
1: in the game they say shifu. Although I, I always heard from I heard from a Chinese person that it should be shifu. But whatever, like seafood. Seafood. Okay, I love seafood. Prawns. You went down to pick up a little chow mein. You were like, while I'm here, how would you pronounce this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no. Yeah. So I got I got a pre release code uh, and mm. I was all excited and I was going to stream it uh, this Sunday past because Sunday was the embargo day. Um, yes, all geared up for that and a little bit of a, a family mishap. Uh, my wife broke her finger and there was uh, I had to take her to like a and e and blah 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 fracture clinic etc. Uh, she's on the mend, but as a result, I wasn't able to stream then. And then I had a business trip to go on on Monday. I only got back yesterday, so. Just been no time. Uh, what I did manage to do though was play Sifu on my own on a train up to Manchester. Uh, so, it, feeling a bit motion sickness <laughs> with the train yeah, fucking going and, and trying to do all these Kung Fu moves. But man, S- Sifu's fucking legit, boys. It is. It looks legit. so fucking cool. It's, it, you know what? It's, it's a power fantasy. It just makes you, the game makes you feel good without you actually being good. And if Hang on, you are is- good, <laughs> and if you are good, then holy shit, you
0: feel on fire. So, Chris, you don't get to call a game a power fantasy just because it lets you relive your 20s, bro. Like, <laughs> just put it to bed once and for all. We're past <laughs> it.
1: Uh, tell me about it. Uh, how I wish I could go back, Jamie. Um, no, but, like, the, the game is solid. The action is solid. The story's really interesting. The fucking soundtrack slaps. Like, mm. I, I, it, it's a 32-pound, I don't know how much it is in dollars, but, like, it's not a full-price game. It's not a long game either. There is that caveat. Um, like I played for about an hour and a half, and maybe I'm one fifth through the game. Did you beat the boss at the
0: end of the?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, the
0: the, 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 yeah, the, the, the dude the, with the, the machete who makes yeah, all the plants exactly. Go. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I did that, and and I did. I did a little bit of the club, which is the next. Yeah, uh, seems next like boss.
0: um, seems like there's a big jump. Like from the, you know the opening level and that first boss yeah. up to the boss of the club, and yeah. certainly the last couple of bits of the club seem quite yeah. tough.
1: So I'd I'd like to imagine that maybe I'm a third way through the club. Okay, nice, um, sure. But yeah, the the other thing to mention is uh, because I was traveling on a train on my laptop, uh, I was doing it mouse and keyboard, and I don't I think that game is probably set up more for controller like mouse and keyboard probably. is fine but like some of the mapping is weird if if i could be bothered to stick with it and kind of uh, stick with mouse and keyboard that it's not the game i'm definitely going to stick with the game um but sort out the mouse and keyboard i'd probably remap the keys to something that's a little bit more logical for me right right, right. yeah makes sense yeah, yeah. like, I d- like d- I, I, so i'll give you a quick example so using your wasd's to like move around um and then X is your finisher move, which is below the WASD. So it's very unnatural to kind of go to it and just kind of like messes me about. I do have one criticism of the game, though. And that is the camera angle, or, or how can I put this? The camera is too close to your your dude. Yeah. Like, right. I, if, but- if there was some option for a slider, I'm not saying you have to be like all the way fucking up, but I just felt like it's just that little bit too close that like, I want to know maybe what's happening a bit it, more it, around it, you. That's
0: the, the single like most complaint I've heard across various reviews yeah. now is that inconsistencies with the camera.
1: Yeah,
2: I, it's a weird one because like I, I think you'd maybe lose a little bit of the cinema like cinematic cinematography. Yeah, if you
1: could true if
2: you could adjust that too much. I think because the game is obviously very cinematic and is really trying yeah. to push like a
1: a visual style. That's something. what I'm saying. It's like a just a little bit. bit, just a little bit. Just, like, eat you know, it out of touch. Yeah. Or, or, just... or just being better
0: at reacting to when it's put in awkward spots. Like, I've seen at times where people are almost backed into a corner, and because the camera the camera doesn't really know where to go and kind of get smushed into the wall, and yeah. that's where I've seen it look a little bit oh,
1: awkward. On, on, the, on the other hand, though, you've got to think to yourself that, like, it, it's going to sound stupid, but if you are in, a, like, a, a brawl in a club, you aren't going to know what's behind you. Right? True. So maybe that's what yes. they're trying to emulate in terms of their like kind of unknown and then trying to mm. be aware that there is dangers that you can't see behind you. But even so, I think if they just manage to eke it, like, like Jersey said, eek, if they just eke it out just a little bit further back, just yeah. a, a touch, it just feels a little bit more
0: comfortable. Uh, right it's now also, it, feels,
1: it feels a bit claustrophobic.
0: It's worth noting as well that you have not got to the point in the story where the talking head of a decapitated man gets attached to your belt he's got a scottish <sighs> accent and he starts telling you when people are behind you and when you need to yeah no I'm, I'm still
1: accent. trying to
2: climb that mountain so yeah you'll get there yeah i do think um uh, maybe it's slightly easier because i've been playing it on playstation 5 and the first mm. thing i did was crank the camera sensitivity up so that i can whip the camera around like so as soon as you've like dispatched one foe you can quickly whip it around and, well i mean uh, mouse and, uh,
1: and keyboard so you like it's there's about as much control as you could possibly want. Oh, I guess so, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, it, it, the, oh, okay. the movement of the camera is not the issue. It's it's the placement. And it's funny that, Jamie, you said, like, the God of War comparison. But God of War had, like, the, the perfect kind of thing. Like, Kratos was still very much the the big presence in the frame. But mm. at no point necessarily did I feel that it was too claustrophobic. Maybe because they had, like, fucking... Uh, danger indicators, which you don't necessarily have in in seafood. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but- God
2: of War was super dynamic as well, if I remember rightly. like They had times when the camera would pull out, so you could oh, see a lot more. And there were times yeah. when it pushed like really close in. Like they they knew, like they'd gone through, like the, it felt like they'd gone through that whole game and put the camera like the best position, like yeah, in for any. Well,
1: like there's there's that one scene in the trailer, and it's fucking. I got the biggest grin on my face when it happened in game when it just kind of goes to that side-on corridor view from like oh, fucking yeah, old yeah. boy. It's just like so, this, this is fucking inspired. bro like, it's like, oh god, I it's, it's, it's lost old for boy, words.
2: and it's that. What's that? Um, uh, the, the Daredevil as well. Saw, yeah. like, no, it, they sort of did that. It's just, Daredevil. it's just old boy. No, but then they did the. It was they did the in Daredevil, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they did but a thing. in a way. I'm yeah, not, but it's just old boy. So <laughs>
2: sorry. Okay, it's yeah. just old boy.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and actually. Uh, Another gripe. I was a little bit disappointed that it, that corridor scene didn't carry on. Because I think what, what was really nice about the old boy scene is just how it just kept on going. Like, you, you kind of think, like, oh, okay, it's done. And then it just kind of like kept going, kept going. So it would have been good to them. But maybe because it was so close to the start of the game, they just felt like, hey, you, you just got to yeah. do this. Uh, but, yeah, like, like there's some cool, there's cool shit in that game, man. And, like, I've read some, like, middling reviews um, on it. And I don't necessarily agree you know especially in terms of like the um the difficulty in understanding the different kind of mechanics or or the the stumbling blocks that the mechanics kind of puts in your way i i just feel that like some of the reviewers just did not get it see review review um but yeah I, I think it's an exceptional game and i think for for a team like slow clap to get to where they've gotten with this it's fucking phenomenal absolutely mm. phenomenal how far have you got with it Jonesy?
2: it's it's a... <laughs> So it's really hard to to uh, give like a percentage because, like Chris was saying, it's it's uh, the way the whole game is set up is quite a weird.
0: Well, I guess I, I, ignoring like ages and stuff like that, like which well, no, no, level? No, no, yeah, yeah like did, one, that's did, the only way I can gauge. Ages like, so got
2: to. I've got to level two, the club, the club, right. but um, I haven't I haven't reached the boss in the club either. But one thing I've done, which is um, which is why I said it's quite hard to gauge, is, um, be, is because. There's no point in trying to progress past, say, for example, the club. If you go to the club when you're already too old, but you know that you're going to struggle with the rest of the game, it would almost feel like a false economy. Even if you managed to beat the boss in the club, I feel like you'd go, you'd think, oh, I shouldn't have done that what i mean like so yeah i've i've gotten to a weird thing i have reckon i've played it for about three hours or so so far and i've probably played the first level like five or six times because one thing the game does have which is the unlock mechanic Mm. um is you can unlock a skill uh on you basically you unlock it so you can utilize it but you will lose it upon death yeah but one thing you can do is if you pump in um like if you unlock it like five times um, within that round under a certain age, you can keep that skill for the rest of the game. Like you don't lose it when you die. So one thing I've done is I've replayed the first level mo- and the club multiple times, got my XP right up, and I've unlocked skills permanently. So ah, I've, right. I've, I haven't been playing it trying to progress the story. Because I've, right. I've played the first level and i played played like half through the second level and I'm like, right, I'm too old by this point. Like, um, So right. what was the I oldest think- that you... Gotten. I think I was 40 when I left. The, oh, geez. the youngest I've done because the first level was 40.
0: Wow. Because okay. right, that, yeah. was, that was a part of the game structure that I wasn't aware of until it released, which is that I think we all knew just from the trailers and, and the pre you know coverage beforehand that you would die and you would go up in age. Hmm. What wasn't made clear until the game released was that the age you are when you complete a stage and move on to another stage is essentially saved and it retains your lowest age you've ever reached that stage at, and that's the stage, the age you will be whenever you go there. So it's like one of yes. those things where, like Jonesy said, if you complete the first level and you're 60, you can go and do the club at 60, <laughs> but it, like, you, your time is actually better spent trying to get out of the first stage as close to 20
1: yeah. as you can. But it depends on what you want to yeah. do, right? Because obviously the older you get, the stronger you get, but the less health you get yeah so you if you want to go as like a glass cannon build then you do the first stage just die over and over again to get like really old and then just like that would be the challenge there was
0: there was an interesting conversation though i was overhearing about speedrunners, and like if we get to the point where people can complete sifu without getting hit our runs faster if you intentionally die 10 times at the beginning of a run
2: probably oh interesting
0: because you're like tough. then get to be like 64 and then complete the game without getting touched but the, the yeah. issue
2: with that is there are there are age-gated skills and there are age-gated yes, true. um when you get to certain little like um i don't know what they call them like monument things mm. that you can utilize you can only up your health your uh, like resilience and something else i can't remember um if you're Structure? under a certain age structured yeah, structure. resilience I was talking about. Okay. There's another one, I can't remember what it is, but you can only... you can only, um, Oh, it's like level. weapon
1: durability is one of them. Weapon durability, okay. thank you.
2: But you've got to be like certain ages in order to do some of that stuff and get to certain levels. The, so the thing I found is because I did the first level and I unlocked... Uh, you, the shortcuts are like a big thing in this, like they are in like, you know, a Soulsborne or whatever. So you can do the run on the first level, then you get a set of keys, which mm. means you can open a door to the warehouse, which means you cut out a huge chunk of the level. But then I was trying to get, I'm missing something from that level. So I was trying to run through it. Like So I did it like four or five times, trying to find the thing I'd missed. And I can't find the thing. So I'm like, okay, it must be in a later level that you find it. All and right, then you can yeah. come back and open a door in the first level. So I've actually, I haven't tried to progress really. I've just been replaying the first couple of levels. And what I really do like about it, and I've never had this with like a roguelike or a road light or whatever you want to like call them. I know this isn't specifically one of those, but is. I've really enjoyed replaying certain sections and you know exactly how to take out yeah. a certain person. That's because the that gameplay is of, so good. And it's like, it is good. Oh, it is so great. good, And it feels and like that's, know, the, I but,
0: gonna that's I was going to say, that's like the, um, the impetus, right? It's like martial arts is a thing you learn and you study and you perfect. Yeah. You
2: feel like you are the, like in this game, because it's always the same and you come across the same people in the same situation. It really does feel like it's you getting better. And you can see that it's you getting better. Mm. And even when you like cheese it and you get like uh, get XP and then you unlock something permanently, because those skills you unlock are simple little things, like it might be an extra move here or it might be a different type of kick or it might be like a hook kick or something. It That's not something that means you're just going to win.
1: Like, yeah, because you just left to memorize win. that fucking combo.
2: Well, no, but even if you can memorize the combo, they're usually simple things that don't, they might change the uh, fight a little bit. Like you can do um like a sweep kick or something. Mm. And you can knock someone over, but that just gives you a little bit more time to then fight someone else. Yeah. There's also things that I'm still learning, like the like getting a fight and then run away and jump over a couple of tables, and then you reposition the whole fight, and then you sort of stretch the enemies out. So there's often occasions where you're against like seven people, and it's and it's rough. And when you first do that fight, you'll be like, okay, this is I'm getting battered here. I've lost like five yeah. lives or something. But then by the time you've done it three times, you're like, oh, I I slide over this table. Then I grab the metal pole that's behind me, and then I donk three people on the nog, and then you slide over something else, and then you like fight this guy one on one, and you really can plan your fights, and it yeah it's 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 a very cool game. I'm I'm super excited about sort of uh, yeah. playing more of it and unlocking some more stuff. But some of those man the boss like the, I can get to the first boss at like age twenty three I think is the best I've done it, and then he like did me for because in case people don't know, yeah, there's, there's a weird thing the death counter. So the first time you yeah. die, you lose you only lose one uh, life. The second time you die, you'll lose two lives, but then it, it goes up and up and up. So you can get to a point where one death, you oh, sorry, not lives, age, like years of life. Yeah. So you might die once, yet you might lose nine years of life. And then when you're in your mm. 70s, you can't come back. They that's to what it makes the it, death counter. The yeah. death counter, yeah. 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 So you might get to, like I got to the first boss, say like age 23, and he killed me once. Then he killed me again. He killed me again. Suddenly oh, I'm like shit. 40. Yeah. So I'm like, Jesus Christ, I've only, to me, I've only died like four or five times to this guy, but I've lost that many yeah. years of life. Yeah. So to it's, the it's second like,
1: level. Like a fucking Fibonacci sequence. But you can reduce blast. the death yeah. counter by killing other like mini bosses, main bosses. Then you're, so if you've got a count, a death counter of like, say, you've died three times, so your death count is three, you can bring that down to two by killing one of those dudes. Yeah. You even get the
2: option to fight some of those people. Like the first level, there's uh, an example where there's a room off to one side, and there are two yeah. guys in it who are guys who reduce your death count. So if you kill both of those guys, you can knock it back. Um, but you obviously, if you don't need to fight them guys, you can just you can run past that room. You don't need to engage them. Um, it's a it's a sick game. It's, it's, I am <laughs> as someone who rushes in, as you guys well know, <laughs> I've found it rough on like uh, difficulty. <laughs> because i'm i'm i don't defend i don't try and, i just attack like flat out and i think i do need to buy my yeah. time a bit more but
0: that. right i'm torn on this one like I, I i like returnal last year was a similar situation where i was unsure i jumped in and i was glad to do it but mm. for some reason there's something about sifu that i'm thinking Joe, you know i might just especially with the amount of games coming out and how much we've all got to play right now i'm going to take a step back and my litmus test is looking at guys, basically regular gamers like you two, who I th- can see something of myself in, in terms of the way we play, and see, okay, how many people actually complete this game, and how many people put it bluntly, hit a wall, and can't or don't progress. Um And that will influence my purchasing decision, I think. I,
1: I, I think it feels imminently completable, D- despite how like difficult it can be. If you, you understand how the flow of the game needs to go, I think you can I don't. I don't think there's any issue. Yeah,
0: I know. I'm looking forward to picking up this thread this time next week.
1: (laughs) The only thing against me at the moment is time. But if I if I have time to play, I will play. Yeah,
2: I do. Like I do think I can see why you'd say that, Jamie, about like the how difficult it hit the wall. I do think the way that it works though, because you can you can hit a level again and again and again. You can get your your death your age down to like a decent level then at least when you go to the next level, you can re- do that, do it again and again and again, and then you can get your death level down again. So you can, I do think it feels like you can eke away at it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So you can get through the first yeah. level if you're under 25, But like, but like get through the second I level think like you guys
0: might 25. have already experienced, like in that second level, in the club level where, you know, you do get different kinds of enemies. You get enemies mm. that, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, like, hey, these guys ha- regularly throw in attacks that you can't counter or parry. So you need to yeah. get used to the dodge system and so on and so forth. And, None of the permanent upgrades seem to be. Hey, this is like an easy win. Like they're exactly, just yeah. other tools, uh, you know, in your arsenal, so to speak. I, I, again, like I, I hope Chris is right. I hope this becomes a game that most people agree is completable. But I'm also curious to see where, like, if there are very difficult elements and it's a game that's almost 100 percent reliant on the player getting better, will there be a you know, so, like I can tell you already. Well, like you, a, can, you, you can you can take a look at the, at the trophies, right? I could, yeah, I looked at them the other day and I don't know how much it's changed, but like the amount of people who have completed the the drop off from the first boss to the second boss, it goes from like 80 something percent to like
1: in the teens. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I, 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 have about, been, yeah. I have been reading in reviews that the second boss is like one of the hardest fights.
2: Right. Okay. So, so as long it's almost like a, a big
1: spike level. up and then it can kind of like mellow out.
2: I want to say as well that a lot of people have mentioned in the second level the, the um, <clears throat> shortcut. Is is like nothing to write home about. Mm. Like everyone's talked about the second level being rough, yeah, um, which is interesting.
0: Yes, um, it looks like at the moment about two percent of all players have a, have completed the game.
2: Two percent. Oh wow. Okay. Some people have completed it. Apparently, there's an, there's an, uh, a trophy you can get if you complete the game and you're under twenty five. Yes, right, that yeah. has been
0: done by zero point two percent of players. Like that's yeah. insane.
2: Yeah. I can. think that's the one good thing. Yeah, sorry, Jesse. Oh, I was going to say, one thing that I actually find like an exciting prospect about Sifu is the idea that you've got there is an age when you can go, How old were you when you finished Sifu? <laughs> <laughs> and you can, and once you finish the game, the replayability is like, Can I get that age down? Yeah. And then yeah. do you then risk going back no, to the beginning to then grind down your first level it, age so you can, you know?
0: The challenge for you two is to complete Sifu with the character at a younger age than you are. Oh.
2: That's oh, the I like it.
0: There you go. I like it. I'm laying down the law.
1: That is a good challenge actually. That is good. What's like the it, what's yeah. the prize?
0: Uh a copy of Sifu for the PlayStation 5. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Which Chris you might be interested in. You yeah, know, you can play it on both platforms.
1: Maybe. <laughs> but what uh, about Chris? You, man? What about me? Yeah, cuz you haven't
0: played Sifu like a like a loser. I have not played Sifu. I've been playing something else because you know like that's the thing at this time of year different people are filling their time in different ways. Some people are playing Sifu. Others, uh, we might hear from one a little bit, have been playing Dying Light. You know, you had Pokemon Legends Arceus rattling around, doing great yeah. sales. Lost Ark, doing great numbers. Man, um, yeah. But really, there's only one game on the tip of everyone's tongue at uh, this time of year. And it's Oli Oli World. The third entry in the famous Oli uh, Oli series. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, 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 like, hey, do you know what, all joking aside, like, if you go on Metacritic, at least it was the other day, I don't know if it still is, but it's like the best reviewed game of all the ones I just joked about. And there's a reason for that. Oli Oli as a series has always been really fucking good. And Oli World is really good. Um, for anyone that's sort of not familiar, it's a, a formerly 2D, now kind of 3D on a 2D plane skateboarding game that sort of combines the analog stick gesture based inputs of the skate series with the combo heavy arcadey action of the Tony Hawk series, and then simplifies it by putting it down on one plane. Um, it, and uh, what I'll say is that, for better and for worse, I guess, Oli Oli World is just far more of an Oli Oli game than I thought it would be. I remember <laughs> watching trailers and, you know, they were sort of using the, now the fact there's foreground and background tracks, it's three yeah, to switch yeah. between them. And they would come across characters along the way and take side quests and stuff like that. And I kind of thought it was this sort of dynamic, sort of almost quite procedural, you know, Emergent style of Oli Oli gameplay, but it's not. It's still very much level based. <laughs> There's an overworld, for want of a better way of putting it, and you're still going into a level, doing a run, setting high scores, complete challenges, coming back out, and choosing another level to go into. The main thing that they've updated, as will be clear, anyone like looks at it or watches the trailer, is the aesthetic. Uh, it's mm, got a completely oh, new it's look.
1: Amazing, yeah.
0: Really nice to look at, I will say. And uh, again, speaking of like seafood soundtrack, the soundtrack in Oli Oli World is sublime like what just the kind of tracks that you're sat there in a menu you're hearing a song for the first time and you go hang on a second <laughs> hang on a second like, is, is,
1: is the soundtrack on spotify
0: good question i don't know if it is I, i'd recommend like putting on um it's gender I, again i also wasn't sure if it was original music or a hotline miami situation of
1: curated mm. tracks along a specific theme i couldn't quite tell um but the music's is good there is a, a playlist ollie ollie world uh, and it and it does seem like it's uh yeah it's it's um uh, hotline Miami esque in nice. terms of like yeah. yeah curated stuff
0: and like hey like speaking of, hey, speaking of hotline Miami it's also got that like very addictive one button to quickly restart your run kind of thing. To make it a little bit more accessible, they've added checkpoints here in the middle of some of the longer tracks. So, some of the longer courses in the game will actually have three or four different checkpoints, and you can restart from them instead if you just want to see everything the game has to offer and get through all that content. So, you know, it's like it's the best looking and most interesting looking ollie Oli game so far. It's the most accessible Oli Oli game so far. It's the broadest in terms of like uh, features because, you know, there's things like, I don't know, like wall riding and shit like that that's new. Um, there's but, side content. There's challenges. There's online stuff. Like it's a it's a well fleshed out game.
1: But Jamie, if someone throws a bottle at you, can you unlock an upgrade that you catch the <laughs> bottle and throw it back at them? Regrettably, no. I wow! Think wow! <laughs> a, a throw, a throw,
0: what can you do? I mean, you can <laughs> you can wear a dress. You can Ooh. and, and uh, you can wear a dress and, and grind a rail. That's and Not, that's about not it.
1: much different to you, Sat- you can, usual
0: should, Saturday night. You could befriend a guy named Dad who owns a shop called Rad
1: Dads. <laughs> now we're talking. Business yeah. opportunity. Franchise. So you're in a
2: dress, tr- grinding a rail, talking to Dad. At uh, Rad Dads. Okay. I think we really
0: have filled, like filled it's... out Jonesy's pastimes. <laughs> <laughs> my, you...
2: my aim is to own a shop called Rad Dad.
0: I think you already I are, you're already a Rad Dad, Jonesy, in my heart at least. Rad were you going to ask something, Chris?
1: No. I was okay. going to say something, and I'm, th- I'm thinking better of it now.
0: John, that's fair enough. I will say that that's it for me on Oli Oli World. It's, it's one of those games where, especially if you played either of the previous two, if you look at that training and you're like, I want some of that in my life, even to play in five or ten minute increments, it's there for you, um, which might be desirable, Jonesy, because there are other games on the market at the moment that might desire as much as 500 hours of your time, uh, <laughs> which is not the case in Oli Oli World um i will just say before we know we're jumping around a little bit here but how are you progressing through the bleak and weary world of dying light 2
2: i'm progressing oh well i'm progressing pretty well i think um i'm um one of the reasons i haven't played as much seafood as i might well have done is because i have been playing um dying light stay human um it was it's a weird one dying Light. so i, I watched a whole load of the reviews for it before um i actually played it and i was a little bit apprehensive about um what some people were kind of saying you know when you sort of hear a game's one trick so they were sort mm. of suggesting that the parkour was fantastic uh and then outside of the parkour that the story and the characters and all of this stuff was was pretty terrible um <laughs> which isn't something you want to hear going into a new game especially like an open world game where you have to talk to a lot of people and you know get side quests and go and do um, interesting stuff um but I, i've been really enjoying it it's um it's definitely got sort of an old Open world, like Far Cry Three, kind of feel to a lot of what you're. You know, you're going to um, towers, you're climbing them in interesting ways. You're like parkouring up them, and then you're opening a little box and connecting some wires to like bring a little <laughs> area online. Like that's Hang on, I thought um, you said you'd be playing Dying Light Two. I have been playing Dying Light. 2. <laughs> I, thought you, oh, I thought. Actually,
0: I, for a second there, I thought we were both trying to finish Far Cry Six before we moved <laughs> But
2: okay. then that's even that stuff even though it feels dated and a bit kind of like, oh, wow, like they've decided that they wouldn't go with new and they just go with, like, hacky. <laughs> um, it feels fine in the game because the the main, I suppose the main, like, enjoyable factor about the game is that the world is cool. The parkour is on point. You can navigate the world very, very nicely mm. going, like, jumping from rooftop to rooftop. And where they have put some new kind of fleshed out stuff, which is interesting, is in the parkour as opposed to, you know, that kind of open-worldy stuff which we've all seen before. So, for example, you can there'll be a crane with like a beam hanging off of it, and you can run and jump on the beam, and it will move under your feet as you sort of like run and leap to another building. So that stuff is all very cool. I agree with what everyone said about the parkour. As for like the the characters and the story, it's not that bad. Like it's not as bad as a lot of people have said. It's not quite as um. I, I want to say some of the reviews I've read read were downright like, "Oh, this is shit!" Like the stuff is crap. Did, did, They've also.
1: Sorry. Can- well, I was going to say, didn't you think that some of the reviews were kind of like treating this as like, I don't know, a, a game from like a massive studio?
2: Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe they were kind of thinking that it should have been an all singing or dancing like every level. But I, I think yeah. that they were, it was more that they were just very critical of maybe some of the um, the story element side of it and the character side of it, which I I didn't play. I, so I'm not like, I haven't finished it or anything. I'm, I'm only sort of, um, I'm probably like, I don't know, five hours in, six hours in, something like that. Oh, it's um, crazy. You've got 495 hours to go, mate. I've got a lot to go. <laughs> but um, even like to the point I'm at, I'm like, even with some of the side characters and, you know, meeting people around the place, it's, it's very much like open world game fair. Like it's, some of the missions and stuff are kind of stupid and some of the things you have to do. But already one thing I will say is I have bumped into quite a few occasions where it's like you have to decide what you're going to do. Like, are you going to kill this guy or are you going to be his friend? Um, and I think we talked about before when Jamie said you end up with all these games then rather than branching and becoming you know like uh, actually having like a thousand different options they kind of have mini diamonds that kind of have you always feed back to the same point I can see already how this game's going to do that like you might interact with someone and kill them you might interact with somebody and be their friend but you and you will get a different like unlock or a bonus or something from someone yeah. um, you do a mission in a certain way and you say that they're <laughs> yeah. great like and you yeah mate
0: Sorry, I was gonna say I've already heard people who talked about the idea that there are like different factions within <laughs> Dying Light Two, like there's the kind of sort of like more the anarchistic sort of like free people, and then there's the slightly more authoritarian like hey we're the police of this world kind of faction, and there are system like situations where even with if you side with the kind of. The anarchists and with the the, renegades or the paragons, yeah, every every single time,
2: yeah, like even yeah, like if (laughs) you they are they are like they actually are the paragons or the yeah. Even if you
0: side with the paragons, like every single time you're asked to make a decision, there'll still be a mission twenty five hours in where you have to team up with the other faction, and they'll just like crack on like. You haven't like given every single water tower to the other team for the last fifty yes. hours.
2: So but one thing one thing I will say that I think it's gonna develop in the game is I will give them a little bit of a pass for in that sense. Is when I first um, you know the the stuff about this game, it made it suggest like the factions were these completely separate entities and you could effectively build the world in the vision of one faction versus the vision of the other faction. And that hasn't materialized is what I think a lot of people have said. But actually the game itself there's not as much of a delineation between the groups. So for example, the the peacekeepers um, and the people of the bazaar like live and like work together. Like The peacekeepers protect the people of the bazaar, but the people of the bazaar are like, they don't really like the peacekeepers. So it's not quite as separate. So I don't think it's going to be quite mm. as weird that you still have to work on okay. both sides. Like, so early on, there's missions where um, the peacekeepers will ask you to uh, find out information about something and you can choose to help them but even helping them doesn't mean that you can't still work with the people from the bazaar. Like those two things do kind of work. Some of my favorite things about the game so far, though, that I do think are really cool, are the way that they incorporate. Like obviously it was in the first Dying Light, but the day night cycle. Um, so in the day when you sneak into a building and it is just full of of like the undead and they're there, they're like asleep or they're moping around and you can try and like get in there and uh, get like you know unlock um boxes with cool stuff in and you get these like uh containers that boot that buff you and give you skills and things um but then going there in the day is just no go so then you have to go back at night and some missions are explicitly like no you've got to do this at night um you feel more powerful in this from the get-go than you did in the first dying light you're not it's not quite as like oh shit i'm scared of everything you do feel from the get-go like oh no you're a you're a badass melee like dude who can chop heads and, and pop zombies like it's not a problem but yeah no very cool and i'm I'm really enjoying it so far hmm. okay cool it's interesting as
0: well that you make that last point when again i feel like one of the things i have heard in a lot of places is that like oh i've played this game for seven hours and i opened the skill tree and it became very clear that this was a skill tree that was designed <laughs> to be you know completed and and filled out over the course of tens of hours like oh, oh it's so slow. I've, I've played six hours and I've and I've got two parkour skills.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: you know. I've
2: got two. I think I've so I've played about six hours, seven hours. I've got I think two parkour skills and two combat skills, and there's like uh, maybe thirty of yeah. each of those things and there's also like you you're leveling up your health and your stamina at the same time and you just right. cannot do certain things in the game until your stamina is high enough you guys would love it because it is like um, breath of the wild you climb up buildings and when your stamina runs out you just fall off so you'd be all about that um, yep. no no you're, you're absolutely right that is annoying what i mean is you're powerful in the sense of from the from day one when you get into that environment you can have a ruck with the uh the zombies and you right. can hold your own against a group of, like, 10, 20 of them. It's okay. not that difficult. Um, there's, like, crafting resources are everywhere, so you can make, like, health packs and stuff. Um, I've, I got into situations where I'm pretty sure I was supposed to stealth it, and then I tripped I tripped up and made a noise, and then suddenly they all woke up. Or there was a box that I wanted, and I had to go loud to get it, and I just killed, like, 20 of the zombies. And it wasn't, <laughs> it's not like, oh, you definitely can't do this. You can do it. You can go loud and you can fight. Whereas in I feel like the first game was less like that, like you'd get in more trouble. I yeah, but doesn't really, that doesn't really that really
1: take away. something away from it though? Because I think that, that's made. No, because what- I
2: want to feel powerful. I don't want to be scared all the time, Chris. I don't want to feel afraid.
1: Power fantasy, right? right? Just, just play seafood though Power fantasy.
2: No, because I'm much, <laughs> much worse at seafood than I am at timeline.
1: Um yeah. but nice,
2: it's cool. I'm like oh, yeah, I'm 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 definitely sticking with it for the time being. Nice, nice.
1: Nice. But, by the way, you know when I said, like, oh, what do they think? Like, Techland's like some big company. I just looked up how many employees they have. Yes. 400. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, Tech oh, Na- bit,
0: Techland a are a weird one where they've got 400 employees. And, but then I can't remember who said it. Someone pointed this out in a video somewhere. But I want to say that they're they're they in indie, basically. They they, yeah, they they self-published this game and that can kind of... But also there's that argument of like, okay, let's say you look that up and they had 40 employees and you go like, oh, okay, like, yeah, there's not that many of them and this is a really big undertaking so that's why you'd forgive a bit of this that, and the other. But it's also like, well, hang on a second, don't make a 500-hour game. Make a better <laughs> make a better 30-hour <laughs> we, we,
1: one. We, we said it a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, when we were talking about fucking Ben Studios complaining that this, that, the other. And it's just like, well, no no one no one told you to make a sixty hour game, dude.
0: Yeah. Well, the good news, Jonesy, um, is that you've got another week between now and when you're next gonna be back to talk about Dying Light 2 to make as much progress as you can on that five hundred hours. The bad news is that when you next reconvene it'll be the night that Horizon Forbidden West comes out. So <laughs> best of luck to you, my friend. So
2: I'm not well Ah, And your impulsive video week.
0: game purchasing decisions. Okay,
2: yeah. Fair. I'm not here next week and I'm going on holiday. Uh <laughs> so even worse. So,
0: so what you're saying is you're going to go on holiday you're going to get completely knocked out of the rhythm of playing both these games you're going to come back not want to touch either of them immediately by Horizon focus on that and probably never play either Hot Dying Light or Seafood ever again yeah that, that Alex you are Jones
2: ab- effect you're absolutely wrong because <laughs> A I've already got uh, Horizon on the pre-order um so it's already on its way i don't need to buy it and secondly when i say i'm on holiday i'm going to um i'm going to stay in a uh, family member's house on the sea there's not much to do and i'm taking my playstation 5 nice oh, nice so um, okay my, take i'm actually that. i'm actually thinking that um, and I, and i'm going with my parents which means childcare so i'm hoping <laughs> that i get to uh, so you're going to sink a few crack hours crack up, up
1: the, the the old trailer to carry the ps5 all the way there yeah <laughs> joke about its size well, yeah, yeah i'd love to strap it to the also
0: <laughs> i love jonesy uh, at this point not being in denial about the fact that he's just going to replay lego jurassic world seven times over the course of that one holiday as
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> <you should laughs> know how much you bring the ps5 sure how...
0: with you but getting it to yourself is uh, yeah. a
2: different story do you know what's hilarious is like so i my my record on finishing games is not great like i'm pretty average probably With you've been doing gamers. way
1: better recently for sure. I have. I, have I, I am now the, the de facto non-finisher yeah. of games. And well, In your defense, Chris, you need to play games to finish them. So. <laughs> this is true. Like, you can't always play Dota and say that you finish a game, right? So, I, I
2: start to, like, as we've already alluded to, I start far too many games. I think like, I worked out last year I started playing 25 games, like new games that I'd never played. Not like that came out last year, but like that I hadn't played mm. before. My five-year-old last year finished to, like, almost 100%, like three or four games. Like he, every game he gets, he just plays and plays and plays and plays and he doesn't stop. So yeah, as you said, he's finished all of the Jurassic Lego world, like the <laughs> entire game. He's nearly unlocked everything. He will just, he'll go back and he'll get every achievement, every little thing. Like he can, he can be a skeleton Tyrannosaurus Rex, <laughs> like if he wants, because he's unlocked that and he's, yeah, he's relentless. So he's definitely putting me to shame. Nice.
0: Nice. Um, before we move on, Chris, Hmm. Would you like to give us a little update, perhaps, on some of your television watching in the last week? <laughs> right. Any updates on some hot and heavy series that might be uh, streaming at the moment?
1: Sure, very quickly. Uh, caught up and finished uh, Book of Boba Fett, which is mm. um, an interesting one, because I I, don't, I can't remember if I spoke about it before, but the first couple of episodes are pretty fucking yeah. shit, um, to put it lightly. And then it kind of almost turned into, oh, we're not making... Boba Fett anymore. We're making the Mandalorian like 2.5, and then it became oh, a right. lot, a lot better. And then what happened is, then they started to kind of think like, oh well, actually, what we got to turn the show into is just fucking fan service, the TV show, and just introduce a whole bunch of characters and and like throwbacks and callbacks and stuff. Other, like which don't get me wrong, I'm fucking, I'm all for. I love that shit. But does it make for necessarily good show? Not, not really. I will say that in the finale though, some cool shit happens, like. Some cool stuff that you want to see happen, but at the same time, like for half of, this, half of the episode, and the other half of the episode was just like bullshit, and you're just like, I don't care about this. This is, this is stupid. This is childish. This is moronic. I, I don't care. But on the other side, you got fucking Sounds Boba like Fett. Star Wars. Yeah. On the other <laughs> side, you've got Boba Fett fucking riding a rancor, fighting droids. You're like, yeah, boy. <laughs> I'll take that any day. I saw a
2: GIF that someone shared of, from the series, and it's yeah. so shit. It was so, like it's honestly, a Yeti thing, and he like knocks it away, does a spin, and then does a shoot, like shoot something, and it looked, it looked like some awful 1970s oh, TV show. Yeah,
1: that that that's in the finale. Like some of the decisions they made on this show, fellas, like you, it it, it defies logic. I whereas, just like you've got the the, the one of the most recognisable franchises on the planet, and. You, you make this show, it's
2: bizarre. But they're just trying to marvel it, right? They're doing the same thing. They're squeezing those franchises for every, like, Yeah, they, they are they trying to marvel get. it.
1: And uh, look, they, they don't have an easy job of doing it, right? Because if they introduce new characters, they get shut on. If they introduce old characters and try and flesh them out, they get shut on. So it's like, rock and a hard place. I get it. Like, my personal perspective is, we didn't need to fucking continue on Boba Fett. Like, we have the Mandalorian as a Boba Fett facsimile, or replacement that is doing exceptionally well and critically acclaimed there was no need for boba fett like if you want to bring I'm, him yeah i don't know it's one do of you things.
2: think that they did they bring Bob, boba fett like give him a series because of the gina Carano situation because they were going to give her a series right
1: oh they're giving everyone a series transy I, I yeah, but then you, obviously
2: she got fired so i'm no.
1: but they're just giving a... that honestly like the, the, and this
0: is Jonesy, Jonesy trying to get his Gina Carano quartering uh, talking points into the... Yes, no, it Disney,
2: isn't that isn't that what they were gonna, Disney was supposed to be doing? They were going to give Gina Carano a series and then they fired her from The Mandalorian?
1: Uh, They were going to... Or she was going to be part of a series, not like Stark so in they, a series. She was, I think oh, she was I be thought in, she
2: had her own series coming up.
1: Well, she, uh, part of an ensemble, I think, called <laughs> Rangers of the New Republic, but I think that's been canned. But they were... That so was, I wondered if they canned that and no, no, Boba no. Fett was because like,
2: they were like, what are we going to do? Make a Boba Fett series. No,
1: literally, they'd like greenlit like 10 different TV we've shows got, and that um, was one of them. We've got another season of The Bad
0: Batch. We've got Star Wars Visions, Star Wars Detours, obviously the ongoing Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, and uh, Obi-Wan or, one, Kenobi in May, Andor. Yeah. And I think that's it at the moment. Jesus. Um,
1: yeah, and then there's meant to be Rangers of the, the New Republic, which apparently is They're thinking of how they're going to bring it back and or has been renewed for season two, even though season one hasn't even fucking aired yet. Like, I don't know. They're they're trying some shit and like, I don't blame them for trying to bring back Boba Fett. It's just like, it just defies logic. They didn't need to bring him back. They didn't need to humanize him in the way that they did. They, I think they- Oh good, there's way more, sorry. Yeah, there's way more. They fundamentally, I think, misunderstood what people enjoyed about Boba Fett and then Halfway through, they probably realized that themselves, and then said, "You know what? Let's just bring back the Mandalorian because that's what people fucking <laughs> gravitate towards." And it's just like, yeah,
2: it, it... But even the Mandalorian was like, wasn't wasn't great.
1: The Mandalorian it was, it was... was great for what it is because you have got to remember, like, there was no Star Wars TV show other than like animated shows up to that yeah. point. And I think what it did, it did really well. And I think
2: it wasn't it wasn't bad, but I do think it was when people were saying how amazing it was, like sitting through like that whole thing and then being like oh, okay this is not what i thought this was going to be i understand now why everyone talks about baby yoda so much
1: <laughs> oh josie let me tell you to watch some of boba fett and you would think that mandalorian is like fucking schindler's list like that caliber <laughs> oh god right like uh.
2: right you're not selling it to me no really.
1: it actually makes me think that like robert rodriguez should just stop making movies cuz he directs most think- of them I could have was told it, you that about twenty years ago. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say
2: like when as soon as he went to like a uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and well, I watched something the other day. Spy Kids. It, no, but there's the late one of the latest ones like My Heroes or something. Or, or uh, uh, oh, yeah,
0: I, I think I remember
2: this film with Pedro out. Pascal's in it. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: that's the thing with Robert Rodriguez. He's always had, like, weird famous friends. He's like, Antonio, can you just do this one more time? Like, please, Danny Trejo, just be in yeah. this fucking movie. I promise it's we'll, so, we'll, we'll yeah. do
1: Machete eventually. <laughs> but but yeah, you see, that's... like, like like Once Upon a Time in Mexico, fucking great film. Desperados obviously great film. Uh, Sin City, Sin City, Sin City okay, great film. Okay, okay,
0: I actually like Sin City, but have you seen Once Upon a Time in Mexico recently? Uh, well, I didn't
1: like yeah, it when it came not too,
0: out. Like, not, too, I, not too far. I found it
2: a really weird film. I don't. I don't, fun,
0: think, I don't think that sort of like trilogy has aged particularly gr- gracefully, in my opinion. I watched a, some scenes from it the other. You remember the bit where like Johnny Depp is like has his eyes like ripped out, but he still manages to like uh, yeah. shoot those. It's yeah, like, it's ropey, bro. Some great actors though in that movie and yeah. all those movies. Um, right then, if no one's got <laughs> anything else to recap from the last week, oh, shall we Jesus. wrap up this podcast with a little recap of our own? This time, looking at. The first Nintendo Direct of the year, and what a strange Direct it was.
1: Man, yeah, really fucking bizarre. Someone said it right, like, if you were ever a fan of obscure Japanese RPGs, this is the one for you. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I think it's probably worth saying up front that we, and uh, this will come as a shock to no one who listens to us on a regular basis, are perhaps not the biggest fans of some obscure JRPGs, nor are we particularly <laughs> knowledgeable of some obscure JRPGs. So I'll say up front, if, uh, in the interest of both time and sanity, we perhaps don't give uh, a particular game that you're excited about that much time... In the spotlight, as we recap this direct, I apologise, but there were still some interesting things to talk about. Uh, they actually yeah. kicked things yeah. off with a return of uh, Fire Emblem, but not the kind of Fire Emblem <laughs> that fans wanted to see because it's another Muso game. It's Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, um, <laughs> which, again, that probably tickled someone somewhere. And I know that last Hyrule Warriors game was apparently okay, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I like Muso games; they're a fucking hell of a lot of fun. But if you talk about something like Fire Emblem and it's like story-based. Yeah. Yeah, probably not, probably Did, not what could, they wanted to see. Yeah,
0: I hear there'll be a proper Fire Emblem coming up this year, but I think that will have to wait. In the meantime, though, I know a lot of people, and Chris, I don't know if we've ever talked about it before, but you strike me as someone who could be one of these people, just based off you and your, sort of, your personality and your track record. Mm. Advance Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp, the laboriously named mm. reboot of Advance Wars, is finally back on track. It's coming out in April.
1: It, did you play the originals on the GBA? I didn't. I want to say I played. I think I played one on the the Wii. I'm sure there's oh, was an okay. Advance Wars on the Wii that I played. I yes, think so. so. I think so. But like, like, yeah, I've only I've only ever played one game. I think it was the Wii one. Um, it's okay. I, I especially stuff like this. Like you talk about. Of remastering these original original ones with like fucking limited stuff there's another game yes. later on that they fucking oh the,
0: i feel like that was half the direct is series that had lots of entries but one specific entry was always revered for one specific reason and nintendo never went back to it and now they've realized that if you go back to it on the switch you print money yeah that was well, yeah. this direct that is itself.
2: their uh that is literally their mo yeah at the with the switch is uh just doing that yeah well.
1: but it's yeah. just like with with it there's a couple of instances in this in this direct where it's just kind of like you're doing the wrong one, potentially. <laughs> like, like okay. okay, so Advance Wars One and Two. What, what, what platform did it originally come out on? You said I think game. it was GBA. GBA. Okay. Yeah, I think so. GBA, as great as a console as it was, those games were fucking simple, right?
2: Mm. Would we call it a console?
1: Yeah. Shut up, Jamesy. <laughs> yeah. That, now, now you're getting into it, but like it's all fine to kind of like reboot these ones but like you don't have to fucking make a big song and advance out of it like the, the, to me this is something that you sell Nintendo Switch online with Jeremy
2: yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's absolutely like an additional thing uh, to something right? I think I, I,
0: I think they're doing enough to this in that they're taking a Game Boy Advance game and like remaking it with up to date graphics that I'll let them pass there are some other suspects later on though where I tend to agree <laughs> like you could have packaged this up in a different way but prey on that nostalgia, right? Like, if
1: people care, oh. make him pay. I mean, you said it, put on Switch prints money, and I think that's just kind of what it is. It, it's almost uh, like Do you, do you even they, think
2: it's nostalgia at this point, though? Do you think it's, it's I think it's still that thing of the dearth of, um, of like first party Switch stuff. It was people want, they just want Switch stuff. I don't think it's even nostalgia at this point.
1: I think it's, I, it's both. You, you, it's you both. say, you guys say that, though, but fuck, like, you can't say that anymore about the Switch. You, you just can't. Okay. I think you still kind of can. <laughs> yeah, I think you no, can. No, like, you, you, you can't. Like you, you can talk about your own personal preference. But the facts are, there are a shit ton of games, the first and third party on Nintendo Switch for you to play. But just because they're not ticking the boxes that we want. Like like we said, if you are that fucking obscure JRPG fan, do you know what? The fucking the console to end all consoles is the fucking Switch.
2: Okay, I see what
1: you're saying. There's there's loads of shit there. Like, you you can have that criticism, but that criticism needs to shift from like, oh, there's no games on the Switch. Because that's not... It's not not that there's no games.
2: He said first party as well.
1: Even first party, dude.
2: I think it's still the issue that you, when you get onto that that library of games and you you go, right, I want to find something to play on my Switch, it, it still feels like you're struggling to find like solid... You you can go and get third party stuff. You can go and get like ports over that you're never going to play on a Switch because you've already played it on other systems that like look better and are better ways of playing a game. Yeah. And then you go, hey, I've played like Luigi's Mansion. I've played like Mario Odyssey. I've played like Breath of the Wild. I want more Switch goodness. And then every time they drop something, it's like, oh, first party Switch stuff. I would much rather they did more new shit than, like, say, oh, we've found an old game that we've decided to like. To be fair, to be fair, they are doing. Yeah, they um, are doing now with this direct as well. So to be
1: fair. I'm 100% with you on that, is that I'd like to see them too a lot more than just kind of like, hey, we've just shinied up these graphics and added some voice actors, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. I, I think that, for, again, for my tastes, 2021 in Nintendo first-party output like perspective was some of the weakest entries some of those series had seen for a long time. Yeah. In that I think like last year, I think the Wario game, WarioWare game was weak. I think the Pokemon game was weak. I think that the Mario Golf game was weak, like relative to where the series have peaked in the past. Um, what one thing I yeah. will say is that they've had a number of games that have seemed always right around the corner, and knowing Nintendo could pop up anywhere, and if they pull out some bullshit this year, where like Bayonetta three, Breath of the Wild two, Metro Prime, if like those calibre of first party titles start popping up, then, then you know, you, again, then or immediately they're in business.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I agree. Anyway. Speaking of uh, printing money, porting games, Jonesy, are they going to claim any of your money with a port of No Man's Sky somehow running on the Nintendo Switch, not in a cloud
2: format? I don't, really, I don't really understand <laughs> how that works. Like, f- fair enough, if they've got it done, like, okay, fill your boots. The, I, the last thing I'm going to do is attempt to play that handheld, for one. And also, I don't want to play it on my TV either, because if I'm going to do that, I'll just play it on my PlayStation. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, for, and this isn't for me maybe if there are people out there who now want to dip into No Man's Sky after the amount of fan service Hello Games have done over the years we're actually making this into like you know d- developing and, and releasing updates and expansions and stuff they've done a hell of a thing and I can absolutely see why people would want to jump into No Man's Sky and I think if this is if you haven't got another way to play it maybe this is a good way to play it um, not not really for me personally like Fair enough. You know, I, I think it's it's yeah it's the prospect of the it's, It's bad to say, but sometimes a Switch feels like a second-rate prospect for games that you don't have a chance to play in another format.
1: Big time. Big time.
0: Yeah. Yes. Until they release games that can't be played anywhere else or in any other format, like the grand, long-awaited return of Mario Strikers in the form of Mario Strikers Battle League, which for anyone, for whatever reason, if that name doesn't ring any bells, that's um, Mario's take on football or soccer, if you will. And um, I'm very excited to see it come back. Not because it's particularly good. Like, I had that GameCube 1, and I loved it a lot, but it, like, it's not a great football game. It's just really cool to see Mario and co take on, like, a 5v5
1: footballing game. Like, it's, it's odd. It's, it's fun, though, because it's got, like, power-ups and shit. I played the one on the Wii. Like, yes. It's fun, man. Like, it's a fun game. Yeah. That's a fun there's game. A, there's a gear system this
0: time, so you can build up, like, a super, like, armoured Mario or a more nimble one. Like, it's interesting. Yeah. One thing, though, that I think is perhaps slightly less interesting for you two, just purely based yeah. on the fact that I don't think either of you picked up the second one on Switch, <laughs> in spite of the fact or that the it was critically. Well, the first one was on the Wii U, right, which made it awkward. Yeah. But the second one was not only an early Switch game at a time where, you know, first-party Nintendo Switch games were at a premium, um, but also was critically acclaimed. Splatoon is coming back in just a couple of months. Sometime this summer, they showed off the new... Uh, salmon Run mode coming to Splatoon Three, or the updated Salmon Run mode in the Splatoon. But neither of you to us Splatoon guys, from what I no. gather, no. And, well, I and
3: can
0: you, never get,
2: yeah. I can never get with it on the Switch. Like that's not the game I want to play on the Switch. The type of game, do you know what I mean, it, like, it,
1: it it does kind of strike me as a game that, like, if you play it and you get it, like, it's fucking great. But you got you got to try it. You can't just have hmm. an opinion on it without trying it.
0: I I, you, I really liked the second one. I just fell off it when yeah. you know because i didn't think that the switch was that conducive to competitive multiplayer action in the way i wanted to play it at the times i wanted mm.
1: to play it but listen jamie i mean that's exactly it right like maybe i'll jump into splatoon when they complete the promise of what they showed off in that in that launch trailer for the switch of a stadium mm. full of people with like fucking teenagers with the with the fucking switch pro controllers um duking it out for a big prize pool.
0: You heard it here first. If anyone wants to sign up, Chris, for some Splatoon esports,
1: he is uh, primed <laughs> well, and ready for more together. You, you say that. <laughs> but did you see the news that dropped today? That um, uh, Pokemon Unite, the MOBA, is having mm. a championship with a $1 million prize pool. Nice. Yeah.
0: But then any any game can do that. You just write a check for a million dollars, and guess what? You've got an esports competition with a $1 million <laughs> prize.
1: Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Do it for Splatoon. That's what they were promising. They well, probably will I mean, do something like alluding that.
0: Alluding to it. But yeah. Yeah. I think there'll be some, some competitive action on the Splatoon 3 front. We'll find out more this summer. Mm. Um, and I will just say, after that point in the direct, we entered one of the kind of the trademark Nintendo, Nintendo Direct <sighs> lulls where they just kind of like churn out a few. Uh, ports and remasters that aren't of any real interest to anyone in particular. So I'll rattle through these, but I want you to to stop me if you do have anything to say. Uh, First up, for anyone that just wanted to say the word wanzas out loud again, I've got good (laughs) news because Front Mission is apparently coming back. They are remaking the first game for the Nintendo Switch and the sequel, Uh, Front Mission 2, I presume, (laughs) I don't (laughs) even know, is going to come back at some point. That's a weird like tactical mech action game. Um, yeah. Another weird one, something that we didn't know existed. I don't believe up until this point is Disney Speedstorm, which is a kart racer which uses Disney and Pixar properties uh, as basis for the for the courses and the riders. Potentially very interesting. Actually looked quite sharp, but yeah. a little bit off putting is the fact that it's made by GameLoft, <laughs> the mobile developers behind Asphalt. If you wanted, <laughs> you know, another reference for racing games, yeah. uh, and it's free to play. So this is this is smart, dude. This is like super but do you don't think that smart. could be a bit grubby
1: like a free to play game of course game. Like, it could that be grubby but like what you know what fucking Chris Scullion fucking said it the best way like yeah it could be ropey but it's free so you try it and if you True. don't like it like well, you yeah, haven't wasted that anything that's
2: not that's not a great like way to look at free no, to play no
1: yeah it's not but then you've got to look at it from a company's perspective where just because they're making a free-to-play game doesn't mean that they're not going to pay attention to it, because really what they want to do is release the best free-to-play game that they can so that they can get you to sink in money. Yes, right?
2: yeah, which, yes, which is why I hope, yeah, you'd hope that what they were saying is we've made a damn good game. Yeah. It's,
1: gone, it's free-to-play. So One sweet. of the greatest yeah. games ever made is free-to-play, and that's thirty two. two. This is very true.
2: It's a, it's a weird prospect to me to make up for them to release this on the the Switch just because. Does it cannibalize any future market for like Mario Kart, given the how much Mario, how fucking expensive Mario Kart games are and how long they hang around? Like if the, if I this mean, is successful and it does work, surely why would you buy Mario Kart Nine or whatever it is when it drops? Well,
0: I I think we're going to get to a bullet point later on the direct that suggests that Mario Kart Nine is not as imminent as some (laughs) speculators would have wanted us to believe a couple
2: of weeks ago. Damn well hoped, yeah. Yeah. But I know what you mean. It's relentless, relentless of Nintendo to Uh, not give us the games that we actually want and just pump out games
1: that we didn't
0: ask
2: for. Well, but I think I I I don't. Yeah,
1: I think it's like this, fellas. You've got James Bond, and then you've got like the Kingsman franchise. They're both, like, spies and gadgets and shit, but one is a higher quality or or appeals to a different audience than another. Like, yeah. Sorry, can just just a quick
0: question. In this scenario, is cho- is the Chocobo Grand Prix thing, as that Austin <laughs> Powers?
1: Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. Very much so, yes. But yeah, you get what I'm saying. Like, there doesn't, like, you can have multiple cart yeah. games. like. Oh. Plus, I think at this
0: stage, like, can, the can potent- the idea of a free-to-play game, Gameloft game cannibalizing... Like, <laughs> at this point, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's audience can't be cannibalized because it's already one of the biggest games of all time, certainly as far as Nintendo are concerned. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah
2: no, this, is, yes, this isn't going to affect that at all. It's, the only thing I would think it could affect if it was successful would be a future Mario Kart release, but...
0: Yeah, there's also then, the elephant in the room that Nintendo themselves released a free-to-play Mario Kart game that no one <laughs> fucking wanted. So... And most people forgot exists.
2: Which was which was the there which you is go.
0: This? Nintendo made a full on free to play Mario Kart game. It's on iOS right now. Oh, all oh, right, okay. It's yeah, sorry, mobile. I should say like yeah, mobile. Yeah, Nintendo's foray into mobile still remains this just bizarre experiment that Sony yet so far. Um, oh well. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I uh, will just say uh, also that Speedstorm isn't the only thing that Disney are up to when it comes to the Nintendo Switch, because some uh, clearly very intelligent person sat around at Disney, realized that they had not yet finished porting every single old <laughs> Star Wars game that's ever existed to the Nintendo Switch, because uh, The Force Unleashed hadn't made it over yet. So that is now <coughs> happening. It's coming out in April. It is just the first one, and is a, it is a port of the Wii version of that game, which is... Uh, a presumably means they can get some kind of a motion control set up in yeah. there, and B means it looks like absolute shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I, yeah, why didn't they just? I mean, I know why, but they should have just bundled it with Force and two. Like we're going to talk about yes. later, but another franchise fucking just clumped them in together. You know, like, again, like
0: we all know what you're doing. You're taking games that are very easy to port onto the Switch and you're putting them out there because you know that lots of people have Switches and people want games to play on them. People are going to buy it. Just make it as appetizing as it can be, please. Don't make me individually buy the Wii version of the Forced Unleashed. (laughs) Make it the the 360 version and bundle it with the second one. For Pete's sake.
2: Yeah, yeah, you can handle it. This At this point, it is just like they're mopping up everything that they need to just, they can go, oh, we can resell this, no one bought it before, now everyone's got a switch.
1: Honestly, Jonesy, that feels what this fucking (laughs) um, Nintendo Direct was. Yes. One caveat, though, I will add, though, is that some
0: studios are not simply happy to port their games. Mm -hmm. They are happy to port them with HD rumble and touchscreen controls, as Mm -hmm. is the case with Assassin's Creed, the Ezio collection. So if you ever wanted to play those three Assassin's Creed games that came out fucking over a decade ago on the on the go well
1: there you go you can I, now I think this is cool and and I'd be really kind of like intrigued by the HD rumble because no not even Nintendo's fucking doing HD rumble like as a first party fucking true producer so it's like that would be cool because HD HD rumble I've said it before it's sick fellas But like no one uses (laughs) it. Yep, you can you can roll the uh,
0: the Joy-Con back and forth and uh, figure out how many balls Ezio
2: has. I just love that the main, the the biggest benefit we're talking about with the Ezio collection on Switch is the fact that your controllers rumbled. Like, that's (laughs) the biggest plus. But yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyone who didn't play those games when they came out and couldn't can
0: now play them on Switch. Assassin's Creed 2 and Assassin's Creed Brotherhood are two of the best Assassin's Creed games. So Yeah,
1: exactly. And and you say that, like, you say that, like, the fucking GTA trilogy didn't sell 10 million copies. I'm not saying it's on the same level, (laughs) but, like, there's a thirst for shit like this.
0: Yeah, the uh, the break-even line on some of these ports must be so abominably low. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why this stuff gets signed off. And yeah, they just true. say to themselves, "Hey, we need the only marketing budget we need is give Nintendo enough money to put us on a direct, oh, and yeah. enough people will see that we're putting porting
2: this game and subsequently buy it that we've broken even easily." Yeah, I'm gonna need to. I'm gonna need to like get one of these games at one point because. Th- I, I can't every time I hear it and maybe it's really unfair. I just think it must be such a horrible way to play that game. Like when you say well, to me, on Oh, the you switch. can now Yeah, on the switch. Like what I'm thinking in my head, cause I'm thinking there's no way you're playing that on a TV. Cause it's going to look like trash. So you're going to play it handheld. Right. And then the idea of playing it handheld. I mean, maybe, maybe it's like, maybe it's the commute thing Like you can get on a train, you can get on a bus, you can get on a plane and you can, you can play it like that. And maybe that's a cool way to do it, but I need to give it a try because it, it, it mustn't be as bad as, it, as I envisage it being. But I just think of these as being the worst ways to experience some of these games. Um, sure. But hey, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, maybe they are great ports and they're fun to well, play and they're wicked.
0: I know one particular uh, port or one remaster that is coming to the Nintendo Switch that a lot of very passionate people on Twitter will definitely tell you you're wrong about, Jonesy, <laughs> is Chrono Cross which is the critically acclaimed JRPG that released on the PS1 back at the turn of the century. It is finally coming back. It is getting remastered for the Switch. It's getting packaged in with some weird fucking text-based adventure prequel thingy <laughs> that I don't even know if I ever saw the light of day back in the day. But put it short, I, I don't know about us here. Chris, you're probably the most knowledgeable, I'd guess, because you're in the kind of the JRPG scene on the yeah. PlayStation 1 following Final Fantasy VII. But this seems like a big deal to a lot of people.
1: I, I think it is. I never played Chrono Cross, um, but I think, I think obviously it's got it's got its fans. But this this is an example of what I would imagine a majority of the fans would say is they've done the wrong one. <laughs> right, you're they, thinking Chrono yet Trigger. again? Chrono Trigger, yeah. And and like okay, like I said, like I, I can't I can't necessarily judge because I haven't played Chrono Cross. From what I saw, I'm just like, oh, you've literally, I mean, I might be wrong, but this is how it seemed to me. You've literally hmm. just ported the PS1 game. They are calling
0: it a remaster, but I don't, I'm not familiar
1: enough. But do you know what I mean? Done. Like looking at the stuff that they showed off, it's just like, just, yeah, yeah you know what? You're right. It looks like a fucking upraised <laughs> PS1 game. Like, congratulations. Like, what hmm. are we doing here, fellas? Like...
2: Uh, see that's that's like you see you before you were saying oh no what you're talking about they've got loads of play- um, Nintendo Switch games you can't say that anymore you can't say that they haven't got any games like, yeah. yeah but so many of them are like this <laughs> so many of them are ports uh, remasters like oh an up-res version of an old thing like they, that's that's what they keep doing that's what there's so much of yeah
1: but I think I think there's degrees look I'm I'm sure this will be like really well received by the fans of this game but yes to me it just looks I don't know it just like it it almost makes me think sorry it almost makes me think that like square enix are like the smartest idiots in the room if is the only way i can put it <laughs> that they do yeah. shit like this like i, I there's no other way that i can kind of
0: i, I guess it's difficult without the reverence cuz one thing about chrono cross that does seem unique is that This is not a thing that's been sort of like ported to other random consoles over the course of the last 20 years. It's not like this has been on Steam for the last seven years, iOS and Android for the last four years, and now it's on. This is like a thing where, no, this is acclaimed, you know, of the time at least, to have been one of the most um, beloved RPGs, you know, some people have ever seen played. um, And it's finally making something of a return. And it is yeah, something yeah. of a remaster, even if it's not that grand one. Yeah, it's like, one.
1: if you want to play it, like, hey, you can play it on your Switch, and that's yeah. good enough for what what they're imagining these people to be, these fans. But yeah, yeah. I, I just I just look at it, and I'm just like... Fair okay. enough.
0: Well, do you know what one thing we can look at it as, which is perhaps more interesting for our tastes, is it's another tick in the column of the NVIDIA GeForce Now leak list. Uh, this did appear on there, and it has now read its head. So make of that what you will, folks. Um Another thing that you can make of what you will is the game that Nintendo chose to fill the (laughs) patented Nintendo Direct meme slot with. That's right, because everyone had got all their chuckles out of the way when it came to Chris (laughs) Pratt being cast as Mario. We needed a new meme. We needed a new meme format. And with that, uh, Nintendo have given us Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which was Mm -hmm. the already revealed and already shown off sort of upcoming 3D Kirby game. Uh, They released a new trailer, though, to highlight a mode called Mouthful Mode, which, as we hinted at at the top of the show, sees Kirby inhale large objects, for example, cars or vending machines or a giant cone, and essentially wrapping his skin around Mm -hmm. them and becoming them in a very uncomfortable, sort of like body horror-esque, sort of David Cronenberg-like
1: way, that I thought was very sexy. Wow, okay. Uh, I kind of get the the, the feeling that you're a a latex fetishist. I'm into (laughs) war oh god yeah
2: <laughs> but this is this is what to me what the switch is all about like you know this is what I want see. <laughs> get me some weird get me some weird character from days of Your doing some weird i mean there was a point <laughs> i mean, they need to do
0: chris i don't think agreed based on the whatsapp messages he was sending at the time but there was a point where kirby swallowed a car and started driving around a level and i thought fuck yeah i'm in
2: i like, I man. I thought it looked. I thought it up. looked wicked. I'm like, yes. It's it's bright. It's colourful. It's ridiculous. Like this is what the switch should be about. Like, I don't Finally, want, I don't want remastered. I want them to be weird and wacky. And yeah. Go, yeah. Fair, look, this is crazy.
1: Fair, fair. You, you You can't fault them for doing wacky shit, and we should be encouraging developers to make more strange fucking
2: stuff. Like the Switch is about fun, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the main thing to me. is It's, it's a console that's about f- like it's Nintendo and it's like fun. I thought and stuff. I thought for you it was about dinky
0: games or rinky dink games or whatever. Dinky called. little dinky games, games
2: are fun. They're fun. That's what they should be. That's why I don't care about like JRPGs from olden days getting remastered and and put back on the Switch. I want to see some rinky dink fun with some bright colors and Kirby eating yeah. e a vending machine and then spitting cans at people. I'm like that's what you want.
0: I mean, <laughs> I, I I put it, I haven't played Crycross, but from what I know of it, I haven't seen anyone inhale a car. So, I mean, it's you know it's apples and oranges really, as far as I'm concerned. It is it's a, it is a rip off though, isn't it?
2: Of, of Odyssey, where like a little Cappy. Could go yeah, but again, you have like, said K- this already,
1: Jonesy. Kirby
2: I know. I'm saying first. i I'm saying it did. This is a, yeah, yeah, if this is a chicken do and this? the egg
0: situation. Kirby came first. But could do you do do reckon this
1: is here? using the um, uh, the Odyssey engine? It yes, looks a there. bit
0: Odyssey. <laughs> I,
2: I could, I can believe there being some shared tech there. Sure, <laughs> yeah. some shared ideas. But did, did Kirby do the thing where he could take over stuff and make it do what he wanted?
0: Yes, but never things this big, which is probably why it's called Mouthful Mode.
2: Ah, okay, right. Like yeah. when you
0: watch the rest of the trailer, like there's things where like Kirby is a dude who can has a sword and a, and a link like cap now. Yeah. Like he got that stuff from he swallows people and takes their abilities.
1: Yeah. He right. just
0: never did it like I said with yeah. cars and running machines
1: fellas you know Kirby's always been my main in Smash so I, 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 I did, can't, I can't really complain right I didn't know this
2: much about Kirby um, I've never played a Kirby game before but Kirby is nightmare fuel I'm just going to say that like it's, it's ticking some boxes it's pretty scary stuff and I'm thinking Kirk, I'm down Kirby
1: will suck you off dude
0: like, yeah. Jesus Christ, there, I, I promise you i haven't looked into it but i can almost guarantee there's already a subreddit for people who want to get mouthfuled by kirby oh hundred <laughs> percent deviant art has been lighting up the switchboards <laughs> all night because people are just drawing themselves getting eaten by kirby
1: um uh, what, well, i will say you know, now that with Vor- do you reckon do you reckon the there's the Vor- a bit. kirby flashlight
0: yes big time oh. and if not like let's make one before this podcast airs because i'm just do a there's money search. on the table kirby there's money on the table with different Flesh. inserts
1: because <laughs> that's what i yeah
0: like Ugh. i
3: think
0: um... i feel like chris has just stumbled on a google search <laughs> he now wishes he didn't make either that or he's aroused
2: T- second he typed in fleshlight it just it uh, went to his history and just found asset Akira fleshlight It's just like do you want to buy another one
1: <laughs> yeah I've worn through my other one yeah. <laughs> it's just, just just got a hole on the other side just goes straight through <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like a it's like a sock with a hole at the end it's just like nothing left no structural integrity left
0: yeah, <laughs> done. And just like a hole in a sock, like one day it's sort of like a two millimeter by two millimeter hole, and you go, ah, it's fine. And then six weeks later all five of your toes are coming out the other end. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: that's, uh, kill, you know that's, what, that's killed me. That's killed me. Just
0: carry uh, well, on. Just move. I on. will <laughs> say, um, Kirby aside, another individual who has actually built something like a vending machine is Shohei Otani. The oh. baseball man who I'd never heard of up until like two weeks ago, who is the face <laughs> and cover of MLB the tw- Show 22, which comes to the Switch for the first time. So shout out to baseball. I mean, Japanese people love baseball. That's that's the thing. Do you know what else Japanese people love? Mm. Basketball. <laughs> uh, actually, maybe. I, I don't, again, I don't they think they do. do.
1: I don't think they do. Okay, something... I think that's more the Chinese market. Tennis? Yes, they do like tennis. Sure,
0: sure. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and say something that Japanese people like more than any of these sports.
1: <laughs> it's sushi. making sushi.
0: They Actually, sushi. well, maybe not sushi. They do like sushi again. Maybe uh, or is it? Do they like it or are they just good at it? There's a difference, you know. Or, or
1: is there That's just that expectation? Fun. So they're just kind of like, yeah, okay, so yeah sushi oh japanese oh, oh we're well, yeah, the sushi cool.
0: guys like oh. like us like i don't i don't like tea or fish and chips particularly but oh you know that that's i wonder that's if they do me. get pissed
2: off at that i wonder if they do think of it like that like you oh, you all eat sushi and they're like no we don't mate we eat loads of other stuff as well <laughs> and there's us yeah. banging on about sushi well yeah Anyway, go on, Jamie. What were you going to say? What
0: the, 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 the joke that I was going to try and make was that the, <laughs> the only only thing that the only thing that Japanese people love more than sushi and baseball is making games that aren't, aren't actually that good that they can sell to weebs in America who uh, overrate them <laughs> to beyond any extent that we thought was possible. And uh, I think the primo example of that
1: in the history of video games happens to be Kingdom Hearts. Oh, big time. And this is my biggest, like, wor- like, a little bit of a meander, but... My biggest worry with Final Fantasy VII Remake is it's going to go the fucking Kingdom Hearts direction. Oh, my goodness, Chris. I hope for your sake it
0: doesn't, because the Kingdom Hearts <laughs> direction took on a whole new meaning Uh over the last couple of weeks, over the last couple of months, actually, uh, Nintendo and Square Enix have revealed more about what Kingdom Hearts on the Switch looks like. So for anyone that hasn't seen it, basically all the various latest editions of the Kingdom Hearts game, so you know how it's now like 1.5 HD and 2.5 HD. Yeah. So it's not just Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts 2 anymore. It's all that shy. They are all coming to the Switch, but despite the fact that half of these games are fucking PS2 games, they're coming to the Switch as cloud versions, and not only that, they are being gathered up together and sold in one fucking fell swoop in something called the Integrum Masterpiece Cloud mm. Edition, which is £80 in the UK and $90 in the US.
2: And so, on, what do you get in that but when you get
0: one? You get 1.5 something or other, 2.5 something or other, no, 2.8 something or yeah. other, and three. Do you get Dream Drop Distance remix? I th- I'll put it this way I think you get most of the. You get every single Kingdom Hearts thing that's coming to the Switch at once, including and three. I think it's so including if you get, three. If you and get I will three say well. it is it is cheaper than buying them all separately. Yeah, but if if it's you get still three a lot as well, of money. That's
2: not as bad as I as I would have thought. That is a lot though. There's a lot of money to drop on that. It's 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 Cloud Edition
1: though, fellas. So if you go down, if you if you get, go into the tube, you fuck out of luck.
0: It, 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 yeah. It's it's a lot of game, even if we going to talk up the fact that the price tag sounds ridiculous on on paper. But you're right; it's the cloud edition part that I can't get over. Like half of these games are PS2 games. (laughs) Do the work, (laughs) (laughs) port them. If the Force Unleashed can make it over, fucking Kingdom Hearts can. Okay.
1: Hey, there's something else that's going to come out in, in, in a bit. That's like if if you can put this on the fucking Switch, like you could put anything. Just like, okay. I will
2: say I do I do kind of want to play Kingdom Hearts 3. I played no, a little bit. No back. you don't. I, I, no do, I do. I do. No I don't so, want to spend 80 quid on it. I want to spend is, the tenner.
0: I, I will say that it is um Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 2.5 remix, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 final chapter prologue and Kingdom Hearts 3 plus the Remind DLC. Which sounds to me, apart from like um, handheld versions of the previous ga- of some of the games entries here and there, yeah, I think that's just about everything on the console side of things. I'll also say that it is currently on sale, so RRP's for ninety dollars. Currently on sale at seventy two. I don't know what that is in GBP,
1: but uh, I still, they, I still a a chunk.
2: That is a chunk. I, but again, cloud version, I'm not interested. The second that you say cloud version, it's like, but well, that's annoying as fuck if you Hey Jonesy,
1: do you want my game sealed game. copy of Kingdom Hearts 3 for the PlayStation 4?
2: Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
3: Uh,
1: okay. I, I, I will defend cloud versions, um, but where it makes sense. So, for instance, I played that fucking timed demo of Control Cloud version fucking flawless sure that but that's
0: f- control that's on the switch like okay but what about Kingdom no, Hearts but
1: th- this is what I'm saying this is what I'm saying like as long as it makes sense for it to be a cloud version it, yeah.
2: maybe I mean, they were like t- maybe they were time, like because you, you timed access to that where you were like okay I'm gonna play it I'm gonna be somewhere I can make sure I can play it because I've got a specific time I'm gonna be playing control which Well, is yeah, totally fair enough now you want to play games the size of Kingdom Hearts and you're gonna play a cloud version and you're gonna guarantee that you're always in a location where you've got like, good enough streaming service that you're going to be able to, like, play that. Like, that puts out the window for, like, any sort yeah. of traveling, any... Like, you when you do your traveling to, like, business stuff, you yeah, can't yeah. play this.
1: Yeah, no, no. But but I, in their defense, I guess they had to do this. Because how how weird it would have been, you include Kingdom Hearts 3, which will not be able to run on the Switch, right? So that has to be True. a cloud version. right? Okay. And then I what see, are you going to yeah. do? You're going to say, oh... Uh, one disc and the other one, one point five and two point five and two point eight. Oh, they're going to be on the disc, but the rest is going to be cloud. Like, <laughs> I, guess. I would have it. rather it's... that
2: because at least you could play them.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. Well, I, I tell you one thing: there is another studio out there that, fortunately, is willing to do the hard work to port a fucking PlayStation Two <laughs> video game to the Nintendo Switch, <laughs> and that's the good folks behind Klonoa who are bringing back that big-eared freak that no one missed, courtesy of the Klonoa Fantasy Reverie series, which is going to bring the first two games to the Switch in July. All joking aside, people still say the
1: name Klonoa every now and then, so someone's going to be happy. And I will say that ATG at one point would have made a video, pretty sure we did, of games that should be remastered next when the whole remaster fad was happening, and Klonoa was on that list.
3: hmm
0: was Chrono Cross? <laughs> a Chrono Trigger probably was. Probably actually, yeah. We were quite good at getting the uh, the Weeb Gabes in there because we knew it would make some people happy. Like when yeah. we were like we made a whole big pitch about Parasite Eve and it's like, yeah, people are gonna really dig this. They did. They did. They did. <laughs> Do you know what else people are digging? Yeah. It's the announcement that um and brace yourselves here, a bit of a shock one. Mm. Portal companion collection. Is coming to the Switch this year, which, as the name would suggest, com- uh, c- brings together Portal One and Two uh, for release on Nintendo's handheld console. The thing that's interesting about it, though, is it marks the first time a Valve-developed game has appeared on a Nintendo system ever. <laughs> yeah. There has been oh, wow, like okay. Valve adjacent products like that, the like the Portal Bridge Builder thing and stuff like yeah. that but Valve have never developed, or in this case, they're co-developing a game that's been released on the Nintendo platform. They are working on this with one of uh, NVIDIA's internal teams called Lightspeed Studios, who are apparently the people behind the RTX version of Quake 2. So this is yeah. kind of like a an NVIDIA and Valve pair-up, which I think is really cool for this release, because obviously Portal and Portal 2 are, are fucking all-time classics. Also very interesting, though, going forward um, in terms of what it could mean for other Valve properties, especially yeah. as Valve themselves start to look at what it takes to, you know, get their games running on their own handheld platform. Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, if we're talking about a future where you know, fuck it, if we get some like the switch, whatever the switch version of the orange box looks like, where you just yeah. like wrap up a bunch of Valve classics on that on that console, awesome. that would be awesome.
1: That's the thing, because what this means is that Source runs on the Switch and mm. that's like hey you want a half Source runs two. on
0: my Switch I ate a Big Mac over the top of it and <laughs> Source randoms.
1: Yeah. you're a chump uh, but the reason why it's co-developed <laughs> by NVIDIA's internal team is because they uh, worked with Valve to get uh, I think it was just the original portal working on the NVIDIA Shield right. right and I think from that, that's kind of where this has grown out from and then obviously the Switch runs the uh, NVIDIA Tegra X1 chip so yes
2: it, yeah. I think this, this is this the, is cool though like the portal on the switch is pretty sick uh, it, I'm going to reverse everything I've said and said that's, that's cool yeah, any it, place you can play portal is good
1: if it was just portal 1 I'd be like meh but portal 1 and portal 2 like portal 2 is fucking yeah like top tier top yeah. shelf buddy yeah and I think yeah, yeah.
0: they're bringing this over with all the uh, the op stuff intact as well. So yes, yeah, yeah you and cool. your buddy uh, have your switches in the same vicinity, then you can link up and do some mm. some Portal Two action. And uh, yeah, it makes sense. I kind of I don't regret replaying both Portal and Portal Two last year because of this. It saves me money in the long run. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, this is this is a smart move, and it makes sense. It's also promising uh, for the future. Yeah. One move that, uh, I'm not going to say whether it's smart or not or what it means for the future, but means absolutely nothing to me, probably because this is a game that never even got released in the West. I yeah. feel like that's the second time we've said that now. Um, and uh, Chris, the pronunciation, live, a, live Alive, I think it's called. Live I fucking,
1: Alive. I don't fucking know, dude.
0: <laughs> it's Very strange. But basically, it's an RPG that came out in Japan back in the day. Apparently, it was quite good. It never came out in the West, and yeah. now it has.
1: Uh, it it does look pretty cool, and is, they've gone for that... Um, 2.5D HD SD bullshit that they did yes. with um, Octopath Traveler and, and Triangle Fancy, which is still and look, it coming looks up. Bad. And still that, that style Triangle looks Fancy. good. It, it looks fucking good. It looks so good. And it's almost like you, you talk about Chrono Chrono Cross, what they really should have done was remake Chrono Trigger in the style.
0: Right. Oh, right, okay. You wanted a it, 2D I, HD version oh, of, the, of Trigger.
1: You have no idea how well that would sell. The same with Mate, Final Fantasy.
2: that's coming next year. I mean, uh, yeah.
1: I'll be all over possibly. it. I, that that I will be all over. And you know what else? If they did Final Fantasy VI in that style, I'd be fucking all over that. But instead, we're getting those shitty pixel remasters of those Final Fantasy games.
0: Yes. Uh, it, it, it it's, it's disappointing. But there were some things that we could genuinely get excited about in, in this direct for one reason or another, even if you didn't actually want to play the fucking thing, because, lads, we finally have a reason to put our wrist straps on and to anticipate what, is it, I hope, is going to be one of the most memorable soundtracks of the entire year, oh. because um, I don't know if you heard the news, but sports is back. Um, it went away for many years, as we all know, sports just disappeared off the face of the earth, and sports <laughs> are officially back, courtesy of Nintendo Switch Sports, which feels weird to say, but it is of course part of the Wii Sports lineage, if you will. Hell Can yeah. Can you
2: call it a sequel? It's weird, to, yeah. It's a weird one, isn't it? With with this sort of game, it's yeah. a sequel. But yeah. I think you're right. A lineage <laughs> part of the Wii Sports what, sequel. Of, yeah,
0: I'm glad. I'm glad they stuck to the naming conventions, and I'm glad this thing is called Nintendo Switch Sports. <laughs> and when you watch the trailer and some of the gameplay, they showed this very much is like it. It's Wii Sports for the Nintendo Switch. Which yeah. in an age where they made the stupid fucking mistake of making One Two Switch the kind of gesture based movement based launch title for the switch this makes so much more sense it's a couple of years too late but the good news is they did that weird nintendo thing of keeping it very secret and under wraps and it's actually out in two months time
2: yeah
1: um so this
2: this is yeah this is quality like this is the sort of thing you can get excited about like with the switch i think
1: it it, it should have launched with it though like like you said Um, it it shouldn't have been one two switch it should have been this but hey it's it's it's, here now if if they had
0: launched this with the Switch instead of One Two Switch, and and we can assume this is either both a good and b the motion elements work just as well as the we as the, you know the on the JoyCons as they did with the Wiimotes, then this would have sold tens of millions of copies already. Yes, yeah. and they, they also a, would a have mammoth. sold. E-
2: they also would have sold extra JoyCons. Totally. This, is the, this is one thing that i think with nintendo obviously they they're not a software company they're not just a console company all the peripherals are like massive like with the wii the big one of the biggest things of the wii was all the peripheral stuff you need to get extra remotes you need to get like the
0: board Ooh, people the wii sports made people so crazy that they bought plastic things to put on the end of their Wii even though <laughs> yeah. they didn't do anything they bought fake racket heads and fake golf club <laughs> heads to put on their exactly wii remotes. and they were
2: just pure plastic and Nintendo know that, which is so surprising that they just slept on sport for so long. And then, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm maybe I'm full of it. Maybe the, the fact that they waited and that they had pumped out like other stuff and then they got everyone to get the, the Switch. And now that they're everywhere, now they pump out sports and it gives another little tempole thing where it bumps people buying more Switches and the OLEDs. And then loads of people buy silly little plastic rackets to go on in there <laughs> and start smashing their lights again and doing all sorts of stuff but already i'm excited for christmas 2022 just so i can get the family round you know get yeah. the uh, get the switch out and play some sports yeah. give bring back the balance board it's time for some snowboarding and some yoga we i'm, I'm with you on much. that
0: one bring back the balance board 100 well, we'll see <laughs> there's no balance board yet but there is going to be kind of a uh we fit uh, excuse me a, a, a what was it called The fucking adventure... Ring Fit, thank you. Ring Fit. I was going to call it We Fit Adventure. A Ring Fit Adventure-style leg strap that will be used uh, in part of some of the new sports. Soccer, for example, is one of the sports being added to the game. Other new sports include volleyball, which we got a little look at the gameplay of courtesy of our two hosts, and badminton. Although I will say that a few fan favorites do return, like bowling and tennis. That said, anyone super passionate about golf uh, will have to wait a little bit longer. That's coming in a free update a few months down the line. And by the way Chris speaking of HD 2D and styles styles like that we did actually get another look at the aforementioned triangle strategy um, <laughs> which the game that for some reason they chose to never change its name there's a demo out now um which i think did you know some good for octopath back in the day but
1: i don't yeah, but, know. That, but don't you remember there was that demo that they released for this game and it just was it just, it just didn't land it, it,
0: Everything about this isn't landing for some reason. Man,
1: and, and even with this trailer, it's just like, okay, you haven't changed the name, and it's still kind of got that like super stifled kind of writing. Yeah. It's just like, like this, oh, I don't know. It, it, on on paper, it. on pay, oh, yeah, on paper, it should have been like a fucking home run for me, but it's just, mm. it, it, you know, worse than the sum of its parts, as it were. Yes.
0: <laughs> Just like how, on paper, the idea of playing a game like Cuphead on the go sounds like it could be fun, until you remember how big the analogue sticks and the Joy-Cons are, and you realise that <laughs> actually no one wants to fucking do that. Um, but you will have another opportunity to when The Delicious Last Course comes mm. out on the 30th of June. Do you want to know how stupid I am? It took me until yes. yesterday to realise that oh, Delicious Last Course is Stands DLC. for DLC, yeah. Ah, yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: well. oh, do you know what? I just realised it now. <laughs> There you go. Well, you know
0: what, Jonesy? If it took you that long to realise that, then maybe you and me are both suited for rookie mode in Metroid Dread, um, because the title, which hey, I'll be honest, I struggled with some of its more difficult moments, did get an update, a free one at that, which has added um, a the a rookie mode, which makes the game easier, and a dread mode, which not only makes things harder, but um, actually means that you die in one hit. You basically have to play the entire game without getting touched once by anything. Um, that's insane. That is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, yeah. but I was, I'm assuming that it's not like an Insta Fail mode.
0: Well, it's like a, you can no, you, re- you can
2: reload a save or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Actually, it must it be. It must, it. be. And, it must. And that's be. just. But that just means it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Like, yeah, then, like you can just re- you reload the save, reload the save, reload, and then it's like that's just annoying. Yeah, but
0: people do that. There are people are sadists and weirdos. And <laughs> again, if, if there's one thing we know about Nintendo, and they like to give weirdos what they want. And speaking of giving weirdos what they want, um, Earthbound's back, baby. <laughs> Sorry, that's a low blow. Um, but Earthbound is actually back. Uh, Earthbound, aka Mother Two, um, and Earthbound Beginnings, which is I guess now the official anglicised name for. Mother One, Mother One, uh,
3: yeah,
0: are both out via the Nintendo Switch online subscription service as of today. Well, yesterday actually, so you can go and play them mm-hmm.
1: now. I'm, um, I'm kind of like curious, like I've never played them, and obviously we, we've covered yeah, them quite either. a lot on ATG. I'm kind of like curious, but
2: but, uh, but I'm, also I'm, also, I'm also not. <laughs> I'm not that curious, yeah. and there's also not curious me, enough to bite the bullet.
0: There's also part of me that wonders how much of the mystique around Earthbound in general is owed to the fact that the Mother 3 situation is so strange and has been so strange for so long, and it gets this, like it's, this weird aura around it that it's something it's not. I understand yeah. that they were important, influential games, and far more interesting than they looked on uh, face value, but still. I haven't yeah. signed up to that surface, uh, service yet, and... Um, I'm not gonna now. This isn't gonna make you. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what else isn't gonna make me sign up for the Nintendo Switch Online service? What? The prospect of forty fucking eight new tracks being added to <laughs> Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. But dude, that's, that's a four and an eight.
3: But they've got coconut
1: more. How can you not be? To be enticed? fair, that is
0: that is one thing that is somewhat enticing. Is these are all classic tracks from previous Mario Kart games being brought forward uh, for Mario Kart Eight. And they are kind of being drip fed out. I think it's like six weeks of eight courses or maybe the other way around, eight weeks of six courses um, starting at some point this year and apparently running all the way up until next year. Um, And they're going to be delivered via the Booster Course Pass, which is free if you have the Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack membership. So the more expensive one. Um, I'll I'll be
1: honest with you, fellas. Like, this is a genius move by them. It's obviously the number one Switch game by a large margin it's kind of just increases its longevity. But I just don't know. I mean, fine, you know, maybe they didn't need to, but this seems like something that they should have been doing a long time ago. Yes. It, 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 great, more
0: content for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but yeah, it does seem weird, especially with how many Mario Kart 9 rumors there were floating around, <sighs> that like we're here again, like extending the life of this behemoth of a kart game into next year guaranteed.
1: Yeah. Stri- well, do, you know, do you know what Mario Kart 9 is? Nintendo Switch Pro, it's like the same thing. It's like people are <laughs> Means. absolutely right. convinced of it, and yet Nintendo pulling a Nintendo and they say, well, ah, "No, not yet." It's, it's actually this thing. So go fuck yourself. And do you know what? Like speaking of
0: the Nintendo Switch Pro. Nintendo themselves have actually got me slightly worried about what other games might in fact be waiting for the Nintendo Switch Pro because while the final one more thing slot of this Nintendo Direct could have been taken up by any number of things from Breath of the Wild 2 to Metroid Prime 4 to Bayonetta 3 to any of the above, it was in fact taken by a a game that none of us are excited about but again, (laughs) as is the case with half this fucking stream someone else is, Uh, that's (laughs) Xenoblade Chronicles 3 which is due out in September Um, Xenoblade, from what I can gather, home to luscious environments that probably aren't as fun to explore as they are to look at and the worst English accents that you've ever heard from people
1: that somehow are actually English. Honestly, that's maybe the thing that puts me off the series the most. Again, on paper, it's something that should be a fucking home run for me and my interests and my tastes. But Mm. I just never was never able to get into the first Xenoblade Chronicles and two, they just... Went all weird with the the swords that were actually people. That then and then the, the voice acting and this is just like flutes and voice acting. It's like, mm, <laughs> no so keep it. Yeah, I'm
3: <laughs>
0: so,
2: out. I don't think this is this is kind of weird.
0: I think really the answer was in front of them the whole time, which is you don't take the idea of swords and make the swords people. You take the idea of can the protagonist somehow inhale the swords or engage some kind of a mouthful <laughs> mode where they can eat the sword whole and become the sword.
2: I like that already mouthful mode has become like something anyone, anything can do. Like something needs a of other games are going they need a mouthful mode. They need to just engulf it in a yeah. giant mouth. I, I want, I want
0: fan art of Jonesy doing mouthful mode on Chris. No, I <laughs> don't, <what> <laughs> I don't want no. to see that.
1: I do not yeah. want to see that either. I, love how I have, I have enough nightmares
2: say. at at night. Okay, because <laughs> you know, in my head I can envisage that, and do you know what it is? Because the it's like you're still standing there, fine, but there's just this giant gaping moor around you. Don't say, like,
1: don't say gaping. Don't oh, say gaping.
2: And then you can see their eyes at the top, oh. looking over, and then their teeth <laughs> at the bottom under your feet. Do you do know I'm, what? I'm gonna, fuck
0: yeah. I'm gonna say it. Because Xenoblade Chronicles marked the end of the direct, I think Mouthful Mode might have been the most fun and interesting thing to come from that whole fucking stream. It, I'm it, I'm excited about things like Nintendo Switch Sports and the Portal Collection. But, yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm on Team Mouthful Mode. Yeah, like, it, I'm
2: I'm I'm all about the Mouthful Mode.
1: It's a weird one, man. Like I'm sure for so many people this was like a really decent direct, and then, by all means it was a decent direct. But I look at this direct and like while there are some games that excite me. Honestly, I'm not gonna pick up any of these. <laughs> Brutal, <laughs> fair enough. And with that, and it's the fucking honest enough, truth. Direct, and and, and you over. know what? Like out of the three of us, I, I'm the one who's probably most JRPG inclined. Yes, oh, I'm and not touching any
2: of those JRPGs. Yeah.
1: But but like, I, I know Jamie. You you know, like you've obviously expressed interest in Kirby, um, Mario we, Strikers, we, on, on one. Mario Strikers potentially Jamie's sports. Jamie has
2: expressed interest in Kirby. Yeah, he heard it
1: exactly. First. He wants to get so a mouthful. Next week, yeah, next week, uh, Jamie's going to be mouthed off by Kirby, and then he's going to have to clean him out like a flashlight.
3: Oh. Oh, yeah.
1: Big time. <laughs> Just get a little cotton swab
2: in there, and it won't. it will be holding by the hair, a handful of soap and water. <laughs> hair. <laughs> Kirby's little head. He Kirby you know he I mean. doesn't. Yeah, do, he's little where his hair would, where his hair would be. His little scrunchy skin. Mm. Now, that's us keep shaven, like, baby. Yeah, I don't know
0: if Kirby's got like the kind of skin that you could grab by the handful. It, it doesn't look that elastic.
2: Mate, look at him being all mouthful. What do you mean he's not elastic? He's pure elastic.
0: He is pure um, elastic. True, actually, okay. Now yeah. you're really saying to me the idea of a, a, Kirby being pure elastic. You're you can get your full fucking, arm
2: in Kirby and you see it coming out My wild streams back, are coming through. Just scrubbing it. Scrubbing oh. it with the bubbles coming out, and Kirby's there like.
0: Do you know what? At the uh, the risk of awakening our audiences in a perverts, that's actually what I want to know from the folks at home is uh, if you could engage mouthful mode, <laughs> what would you consume?
1: Um. Wow.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, I like it uh, and I, I think I'm, ma- I'm envisioning a lot, of, down below a lot of a lot of
1: comments one. are just going to say Jamie's cock. And you don't have to engage
0: mouthful mode for that. I'll be honest; you just regular <laughs> mode. It's not much for a mouthful, Chris. Josie, that was, by the way, that was a suggestion for the folks at home. You don't actually yeah, have to sit there my contemplating going. what you would eat
1: in mouthful mode.
2: What would, I, what would I consume in mouthful mode?
1: Your reflex bow. And you could do it. Like, you know, sometimes you take like an orange quarter and you put it in your mouth and it's a big smiley face. But you do oh, like yes. a massive smiley face with your, your reflex bow. <laughs>
0: <sighs> good idea alright well that's something for you guys to dwell on and we've got something for the folks at home to dwell on but in the meantime that was the end of the Nintendo Direct and that means that this is the end of this week's episode of the Super Show Podcast so thank you both so much for joining me on this voyage and for staying up so late as I mean mm. we probably should try and break this habit at some point but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon um, fuck it ne- next, next week one
1: hour podcast I'm you heard it
0: here first, folks. Next week one hour podcast. Stay tuned for that, because that's going to be landing on the YouTube page. So make sure you're subscribed. And if you're watching us there now, you can like this video and leave a comment. And hey, why not head over to mm. patreon.com forward slash super show where you can pledge as little or as much as you'd like to help us make sure that we can keep coming back week after week, uh, draining all the energy we have and talking about <laughs> sort of essentially fellatio. let's be honest. Like there's no point in beating around the bush anymore. Yeah. Um yeah. And on that note, I say thank you very much for watching and or listening. And with any luck, we'll see you again, same time, same place, next week. And in the meantime, happy mouthful moding, folks. Bye. Go go suck yourselves. Goodbye.